way I have it set up right now is on Google Maps. And on Google Maps, I have my, my bucket list. Mm-hmm. And there's not so many things on there. There's maybe 30 things. And then I have uh, places around those things where I want to eat, maybe two or three spots. Mm-hmm. And I also have uh, like locations where I could t- where I could pitch a tent if I had to, right? You know, sometimes you go to an area and they're like, we're out of fucking space in this hotel, hotel, whatever. Mm-hmm. So just in case I have the tent. Every time I travel, I'm like, I have a tent or something where I could just have a backup plan. Um, have you gone camping? I did go camping once, but real quick before I talk about that, I, right now you're talking about like when they were out of space. There's a YouTube channel, I don't know if you've ever seen it, about this guy who like camps like in urban places. Have you seen that? No. Like he'll camp like in parking lots or like if there's like a grassy area in between restaurants, he'll like camp there. Okay, what is this called? I think it's like urban camp. I forget the name. I think it's like urban or suburban camp or something like that. Uh-huh. But like basically he tries, he tries to camp for as long as he can before like security or someone has him like kicked out or moved somewhere else. Mm-hmm. But he like camps like in very like places you wouldn't expect someone to camp in. So like in a parking lot, I think like a a, a city park, like with like, with like full like tent and like a little bonfire and stuff. And like he tries to see how long he can stay before he gets kicked out. But uh, look it up. I, I don't know if it's called that, but you can look it up on YouTube. It's 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 really funny. It's kind of cool. All right. Uh, yeah, I went camping once to uh, Yosemite. That's oh, where I cool. I don't expect that. Very beautiful place. All the way deep in there? Uh, I remember it took us a long-ass time to go from where we stayed to, like, the nearest, like, public road or street or whatever. Like, the nearest gas station was, like, a 40-minute drive, I think. Well, from LA, it's about a oh. five-and-a-half-hour drive. Yeah. And from, then to get up there, it seems like it's about 45 minutes. We, from here, we left from here. This was back in, like, 2016, maybe, 2015. Mm-hmm. We left with a, some friends from our congregation. Like, they've been there multiple times, so they're, like, the, one who's, the ones who told us what to wear, what to get, like, what to take with us. Do you have any of this equipment? No. Okay. Because you a could lot of, a lot take of it, my stuff if you need to. Yeah. Even, like, the tent. A lot of the stuff we took, we, like, borrowed from mm-hmm. other people. But, um... Yeah, from here we went. We left really early. I remember it was really early. It was like probably like five or six a.m. The sun was coming up, and by the time we got there, it was like well into the afternoon, like twelve or one. So were you able to enjoy the location? Yeah, because they say, oh, you need about two days to like do a couple hikes, and we like, didn't do really... you think it's worth it? Is the question? Yeah, I think so. Because our spot was next to like this really cool like lake or like I don't know if it was a wide river or a lake. Mm-hmm. I think it was a wide river because I felt myself being carried away little by little. Okay. But it wasn't like a strong current. It was kind of like, you know, like when you're in the water and like you keep your eye on like a tree or a rock and you could slowly see it like oh like temp- tumbling down. Where you can see like the trees like slowly move like to the right or like to a certain like direction. It's like, oh, I'm moving, but I don't feel the current, like, strong. Oh, okay. Or you can float for, like, a minute, and you're not too far away from where you started. Mm-hmm. So, it was cool. But um, oh. we only did one hike, I think. Because with our group, we were kind of just there to, like, we had, like, the fight. We had, like, you know, our little bonfire. We were, like, telling stories and stuff. But we weren't, like, this wasn't, like, Bear Grylls, like, survival kind of thing. Where, like, we're going out to see, like the highest peak where we just we did like neat we did more like nature trails stuff than the actual like hike hike mm-hmm. but that makes sense and uh i we did swimming i think at some point i just sat down and i just kind of just like read I, t- I took a book with me and like i spent probably a good two or three hours reading and sometimes we just played like uno like all the all like the younger guy like the younger you know like early 20s i think i was like in my mid 20s so like the early 20s crowd who went with us we kind of just like played card games and Uno and stuff like that, but we didn't, like, you know, 
let's go hike up that mountain or something. We weren't like hardcore. Okay. That sounds pretty dope. I've been considering that trip, but it's it's practically a six hour trip. It is. And yeah. I can't I can't do fucking six hours. Well we stopped. We stopped about like twice to eating to fuel up. Even then if I do I can do maybe three hours straight and then after that I'm just like Do you get nauseous or what? No, I'm not nauseous. I'm your body like, gets sore? Yeah, your body gets sore after about mm-hmm. three hours, like just keeping the the pedal down, right? Oh, I, I remember it felt so good to get down, like when we had to like finally start setting stuff up. I'm like, oh, thank yeah. God. <laughs> like, so, but six hours, man, that's rough. You got to have somebody that you obviously can depend. They're going to drive your car correctly, not do crazy shit on the road. Um, I think about 30 minutes of that, too, was like where we went off like the main highway and we spent about 30 minutes just going through dirt roads to get to our actual like destination. So why'd you end up going there? Because our con- some friends from our congregation said like, "Oh, we're gonna go camping. Like, you want to go?" We're like, "Yeah." Like I always wanted to go camping, but my dad was like never really into that kind of stuff. He's mm-hmm. not an outdoorsy person. He's a glamper. Yeah, probably. He's not an outdoorsy guy. He likes resorts. He likes like having yeah. Yeah, you know sure. regular you know human. Uh, necessities i guess you'd say yeah, he doesn't it. like to rough it yeah he's not about that i remember when i was little i wanted him to go i wanted to go fishing he's like he's like we can just go to the store and buy the fish like from the from the deli and i'm like ah, it's not the same yeah I, I have friends like that that's why it's diff- difficult for me to get enough for them to decide all right let's go camping because if we go somewhere they're like let's go to the fucking the fanciest hotel or whatever right yeah. and then when when they're there there's other things to do but they just want to stay in the fucking hotel, like in robes. And I'm no. like, bro, there's so many things to do out here. Let's. let's there was people we used to go to Laughlin, like after we're done with the river. It's like, okay, what are we doing the rest of the day? And like, a lot of people were like, oh, we're just gonna stay in the room and watch TV. It's like, ah, that's so boring. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. whack as hell. Like you drove, but you don't want to go to the arcade and just like dump quarters either. Because so. Laughlin, I think it's about six hours too. No, you drove... Laughlin's short, closer. That's like three hour drive from where we live right here. It's like about a three hour drive. No way, Vegas is three hours. Yeah, Laughlin's only like half an hour from there oh actually you're right because it's i was thinking we have to get a vegas and then go to loft no it's, it's not like it's that. like off to the side like diagonally yeah, you're right you're right yeah okay yeah um but yeah i've, I've been camping a bunch of times um i've gone with uh david uh Our, your cousin david that was a dope experience it was a long time ago but uh it we would see it was kern river and it's pretty dope because my dad used to take oh, me. Oh, Kern County. Yeah, that makes sense. Nevada. My dad used to take me and he had a 4 by 4 He had a 4Runner. Mm-hmm. And in that area, there's a spot full of mud. So there were all these giant trucks, all these lifted trucks. Mm-hmm. And we would just go off-road. So it was somewhere in that, in that spot. And down the river, we would just see uh, like beavers. or I don't know if they were beavers, but they looked like beavers. Oh, okay. And they That's were cool. like going up and down the road. And I've been to... Uh, oh, you don't mean real beavers, right? You're talking about the animal? I don't know what they were. They were like these little furry things. They look like giant rats. Oh, okay. I'm not sure were, what they were. I don't know if we have beavers in this on this side. Yeah, that's why I stopped. Oh. Um, so I've been out there with him. I've been to like uh, uh, Malibu. I've been to Las, oh, Las Vegas was dope because there's, um, I think you pass Hoover Dam. You drive a little bit, you drive a little bit west and... No, it actually is Hoover Dam. There's a camping spot right next to that. But there's also a little park. And that little park is super legit because there's these goats that come out of nowhere. And they'll stand like 10, 5 feet away from you. And there's a ton of them. There's 15 goats at a time just walking around. Uh, I got a few photos of them. I'll, I'll uh, show them to you later. Okay. But yeah, that's pretty legit. I know we got to get into the pod, so I guess... 
We'll jump into that. I've been meaning. I want to go camping again. I want to go to Wrightwood though. I want to see if I can camp in Wrightwood. I don't know if they have camping areas out there, but uh, no. I want to camp like in the Alpine area, like that, like in the mountains. But I don't um, know if you can. I know there's like places where there's like clearings, but I don't know if you're allowed to park overnight. No, there's there's spots in Wrightwood, but they're not interesting. Oh. I I only have camping spots that are dope. Like I have spots where like the goats, uh, Kern River. I always want to be by a, a body of water, so a river, a lake. So you can like go piss or like wash your face or like you need water for something, spring water. Yeah, I can filter filter water and maybe like. That makes sense. That it's makes always got to be close to something because I also have um, I have these little rafts, and I also have a giant canoe. Mm. And I want to take them out to the lake, so I'm I'm always adjacent to uh, more activities. It's not just strictly camping. Sure. So, all right, let's get into this because this is a. Gaming podcast, not a camping podcast. Not a camping podcast. Do you think there's? Do you think there is a camping podcast out there? I feel like there's a podcast for everything. But I don't know if there's one about camping specifically. That can probably go for like a hundred episodes. I think. Because like, how much could you talk about? Is there new innovations in camping every year? Yeah, like, for sure. Because um, you got to review new equipment, and this is something that I do all the time. Like we get into like flashlights. It's like, do you want to run top ten flashlights for camping? Like, it's that's like, probably an actual YouTube video. I bet. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, do you want to run AAA batteries? Do you want to run double A's? Do you want the run... ones you shake? No, no. What are those? No, what are the ones called? The ones that where you shake the the flashlight back and forth? I don't know about that. That sounds very inefficient. You never seen those? The ones that are charged when you shake them with like magnets or something? Like you like, you have them in video games too. Like when you like shake it and like it recharges the battery on the. Something to do with the magnets inside that like charges. I'm it up more then. familiar with like the cranking one. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the one too. Yeah. yeah so I. I guess since we're talking about it again, I really try to optimize my camping stuff. So, like, we could get into flashlights, which I'm not going to get into. But there's, like, do you want AAA? Do you want AA? Do you want to run an 18650 battery? Do you want to crank? Do you want solar? And you're like, should I get this? Should I get that? It's uh, it's fun because... Ladies I, and gentlemen, welcome to the DualSense Podcast. <laughs> I'm your host, as always, Andrew Orozco, joined by the Badger of the High Desert. The self-proclaimed lost cause, because he's always down for the cause, never down for the count. The unnecessary one, the truth, Johnny. Hey. Sorry, Johnny, I didn't mean to cut you off. Well, actually, no, I, I, did, I, I, did, I did mean to cut you off, because I was like, okay, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> so, I guess the technical. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I, I didn't want to come off as rude. But. Yeah, it's a gimmick podcast, I understand. Yeah. All right, Johnny. Before we get into the actual stories, I wanted to talk to you about something uh, that we that kind of happened... Since the last time we recorded, I want to say, uh, GQ, that's right, the magazine slash website slash fashion, men's social interests. What does this have to do with gaming? Well, I'm going to get to that. They reached out to several experts in the gaming sphere and compiled the 100 greatest video games of all time, ranked by experts. And this was on the 10th of May. So this was like literally three days ago, actually. So um, I wanted to get your opinion on some of these, but... I wouldn't just bum rush through the 100. So, like, if you see one that's interesting, you talk to me. You tell me something what you think, if it belongs. If you don't know it or you don't care, you just say pass. And we'll just move on to the next one. Shouldn't it take more than, like, 10 minutes? But I might have to bail, but let's let's get some of the list. All right. Real quick. Here we go. Number 100 is Star Wars Knights of the Wait, Old Republic. Wait, are you asking me if it belongs in here? or Just, like, do you have something to say about it? If you don't, then you just say pass. Let's go. Number 100 is Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic. 
I haven't played it, no opinion. It's probably good. I hear a lot of good things about it. It's amazing. It's Bioware. It's like the last thing they did before Mass Effect. It is Bioware. Yeah. And they're making the remaster, right? A remake. Uh, remake. Remake. Well, we're not sure if that's still going to happen because Aspire's kind of shelved it. But uh, we'll see. I'm happy it's on the list. I'm kind of upset that it's 100 because that means, it, that means it barely made it. Like, just barely grazed it. And I'm like, what? Like, I'm glad it's on here. But, like, really, guys? You can put it that low? Like, okay, whatever. I think maybe we should do 25. And then read some news, and then we'll dump the rest at the end. All right, Johnny. Res, 99. Res. Is that Resogun? No, it's just Res. Res. I think it's still like a little plane shooter type thing, right? No, that's not what I'm saying. Anyways, pass. Pass. 98, Age of Empires 2. Pass. Okay, yeah, I was going to say that. Number 97, The Return of the Obra Dinn. Pass. Yeah, I have nothing to say about that. Number 96, Super Mario Brothers, the first one. Side-scroller? Yeah. Super classic, man. This is surprising. Still this, playable. This is refreshing because you usually don't see a game of this caliber like that low on the list. Mm-hmm. This is usually like for like reserved for like number one place or whatever. So I'm glad like they put it here. Here, but uh, yeah, Super Mario Brothers, super iconic. Number ninety five, Ultima Underworld. Pass. Yeah, I have to say about that. Ninety four is Okami. Pass. Number ninety three is Fable Two. I don't know. Haven't played it. I hear a lot of good things for it about it. Fable 2 was one of the first 360 games I got when your brother gave me his 360. Mm-hmm. It's okay. It's all right. I think other people love it more than I do. Number 92, Mass Effect. Hell yeah. Absolutely. Legendary game. Are you good with it being 92 out of 100? No. Where would you put it? Ideally. I'm not sure. It depends. If you talk about the game. The first one. 2007. <sighs> okay. If you talk about the first one, it's going to be maybe somewhere in the 50s. Yes, I'd, I'd probably say 50s, too. I think now, too. if you talk about it as an entire series, it could go all the way up to the 10s. Oh. for you, I could see that. Yeah, it's just the game individually, though. I think, they, I think they're think they doing individual games in this list. Yeah. So, all right. I like, I like it. I think it's good. Uh, 91, Grand Theft Auto 4. This is the one with, with Nico, Nico Bellic. Yeah. Uh, that's kind of when it started falling off for me. I think this is a good place. 91 of 100, I think. Because it was right. it was revolutionary, but I don't think it's the I, I don't think it's the best GTA for the time. It was revolutionary, sure, but the other GTAs are still overshadow it. Number ninety, Super Mario Kart. This is the Super Nintendo one. A lot of good times with it. I need more uh, kart games. There's a uh, gonna be a Disney Storm Racer, Go Kart Racer. Yeah, it looks promising. I actually checked it out today. Some of the trailers, the the POV on it, the perspective is. Not that great. It's too close, I think. All right. Number 89, Hitman. FOV, isn't it? Uh, Field of view, yeah. What the hell is POV? Point of view. Oh. Two different things. Similar. 89 is Hitman, World of Assassination. So this includes, this technically includes Hitman 1, 2, and 3. Trash. Okay, pass. Number 88, The Last Guardian. Well, you said Hitman? Yeah. Oh, I thought you said Assassin's Creed. No, Hitman. Hitman, Hitman, Hitman. <laughs> uh, it took like a 10 seconds to register. <laughs> no, Hitman, Hitman is, is good. It's good. I think it's just okay. I don't think the latest stuff is that great. Oh, it's that one. The last three rolled together as no, one collection. Okay. Don't, Number 88, The Last Guardian. Haven't played it. This is the one from the Team Ico, if you remember them. The only, time I, the only reason I want to play this is because I really loved Shadow of the Colossus. And they seem like... Yeah, same team. Je- Studio Japan. Yeah. Number 87, Super Mario Odyssey. Don't know. I like this one. Super Mario Odyssey is like the first Switch game I bought when I got the Switch. It's basically like Super Mario 64 or Super Mario Galaxy, just way more expanded. I really I really enjoy it, so I'm glad to see it on here. 
Uh, number 86, Civilization 5. Haven't played them. This is from Firaxis. I freaking love Civilization V. I've lost so many hours in this game. What platform is this? This is on PC. This is one of those games where you start off as like a little like little like a little like group of like cavemen, and then you expand, and you like move forward in years. And Civilization V is amazing. I've lost so many hours. It's 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 one of those like just one more turn game, one more turn, one more turn. Like, and I'm gonna bet. How long is the turn? It's like less than like two minutes, but you're like. I be- thought these were huge empires. Yeah, but like huge campaigns. Yeah, they are, but like it's one of those games where like I should go to bed. Like, no, nah, I can do one more. Let me do something, one more thing, and I'll go to bed. It's oh, like, it's one more thing. Yeah. Oh, that's like Frostpunk, because Frostpunk is a huge, kind of a big campaign, but there's always these like let me tweak this one little thing here, mm-hmm. this one little building here. Yeah. All right. It's like that. Number eighty-five, Final Fantasy XIV: A Realm Reward. This is the MMO Trash. one. Oh, I love it. I think it's really great, but I'm not gonna. I I, I could tell forever about that. I don't want to do that. Number eighty four, Shenmue. Don't know it. Never played it. Number eighty three, Bioshock Infinite. Ah oh, man, uh, this I, is the one where it's set in Colombia and it's like super racist on purpose. I would play a remake of this. Okay. Number eighty two, Dragon Age Origins. Uh, no, I love Dragon Age Origins, but I think it, I think it belongs there. Number eighty one, Fortnite. Eighty one. I don't think that's a bad spot for it. I knew it was going to be on this list somewhere. I just didn't think it'd be this early. Uh, we'd have to go deep into it because it's like a it's a love hate relationship. Wow, I, I didn't know it was six years old. Twenty seventeen. That's when it came out. That sounds all right. That sounds about right. All right, number eighty, Firewatch. Nope. Yeah, I never played it. Number seventy nine, Tetris Effect. Uh, I love Tetris. This is like the one with the really crazy ass visuals. The last Tetris I, I played that was any different from the classic was on the N64 when you would build ruins. Mm-hmm. You would build the um, pyramids, the Colosseum, that type of deal. Oh, yeah, I do remember that one. Cousin Jeremy had that one. Yeah, you would, you collect a certain amount of blocks, and once you collect them, that whole thing came together. Number 78, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2. Man, I spent a lot of time on this game. Uh, back in the days, fun game. I considered playing the new one but i just felt like it was just more of the same yeah i'm gonna play the new one i this gives a nostalgic for me because i think of my time like when i was younger like hanging out with our cousin ruben yeah. and brian that's the only reason i want to play it because of nostalgia but nowadays i'm like nah i've had enough of this it's a pretty good game it's a pretty awesome game uh number 77 the secret of monkey island don't know it's a yeah it's a pcs number 76 pokemon gold and silver no nah. oh, i love gold and silver those are probably my favorite those are definitely my favorite Pokemon games. And I'll talk, I'm not going to talk about it right now. I'll talk about it at some other point in the future. But uh, this was like one of those games where like you think the game is over. It's my first experience of playing a game where I think it's over. And it's like, no, like you're barely halfway through the game. I'm like, what? Like it was one of those cool moments, but um, very iconic. Uh, number 75, Metroid Prime. This is the first person one. Metroid Prime. Yeah, 2002. We're talking Samus, right? Yes. Yeah, love Samus. Uh, it's great. 72. This one, 75, actually. This one got remastered this year. I don't know if you remember. It got remastered for the Switch this year. 75 seems like a fine number. Yeah. Number 74, Undertale. Um, don't know. Undertale's pretty cool. Uh, it makes you feel very bad at the end of the game about the things you do. Because I play, like, a traditional RPG, and by the end of the game, like, I don't want to spoil territory. But it really makes you think about the way you engage with video games in a negative way. And I was like, oh, man, I feel like a monster. But it's cool. It's an introspective game. Number 73, Final Fantasy VI. Don't know. By far my favorite Final Fantasy game. 
I love six. I think six is like the perfect RPG. That's all I gotta say right now. Number seventy-two, Yakuza Zero. I don't know. Yakuza Zero was the first Yakuza game I played. Absolutely love it. The characters are great. The side stories are fun. The main story is very cool. Lots of emotional moments. I definitely teared up at one point. Beautiful. Really long, but really beautiful game. Number 71, Call of Duty 4, Modern Warfare. 2007. I can't go that far back. I love playing the stories. Combat. You know I have a hard time with first person. Sure. What's your take? This one is probably one of the most important games I've ever played. This was the first Call of Duty. This is the one that made it mainstream. They made it like super popular. This was the one that you... I mean, your your brother Josie and I, like we played this like religiously. This was the one that kind of started off my Call of Duty obsession. Like, I have so many fond memories of lobbies in Call of Duty back then where people could, like, trash talk and, like, you had to have a really thick skin back then. Like, it was a great time. Great time to be a gamer back then. Those were good lobbies. So, number 70, Left 4 Dead 2. Pass. Yeah, I don't have that much experience with Left 4 Dead. Number 69, The Legend of Zelda, Majora's Mask. Pass. Yeah, I don't have much to say about that. 68, Thief. Pass. Pass. Why is that over a Zelda? Well, the next one's also a Zelda. Number 67, The Legend of Zelda Wind Waker. This is like the pastel, this is like the uh, cell shaded looking one. I don't know if you've ever seen it. I think so. The little he, character. He's like really like tiny. Yeah. Yeah. They were trying to sell merchandise. Probably. <laughs> That's why they like, re- like kind of they reinvented it. it. Yeah, maybe. Chibified. I haven't played it, but uh, yeah, it's on there. Number 66, Fallout New Vegas. Ugh. Definitely belongs there. Yeah. Oh, I love New Vegas. New Vegas is a wonderful game. So much like player op- input and options and creativity, you can just do whatever you want. Great game. Number 65, Goldeneye. Goldeneye is definitely fun, it's very outdated. Is this is this the one where you scale down the build, uh, down the dam, you repel yes, down? Yes, yeah, that, that was amazing. Yeah, that was great. Yeah, uh, Goldeneye, I think of again our cousin Ruben playing like paintball mode, slappers only. Uh, one of the most important first-person shooters, I think, of all time. Uh, yeah. Number 64, Persona 5. Another property that uh, Microsoft owns and isn't doing shit with? I don't know if they own Gold... Oh, because Rare did it. Mm, I don't know how that works. They might. Licensing? Yeah, I'm not yeah. sure how that works. Number 64, Persona 5. Nah. By far one of my favorite games of all time. I, I love Persona to. 5. I put 150 hours into that game. That's that's a good number. Def, every hour was worth it. Love that game. Number sixty number sixty three, The Sims two. I don't like The Sims. This was a game I played a lot with your brother too, a lot on PS two, and I'm gonna talk about it more because uh, I played something similar to it this past week. The Sims made my stomach turn. I don't know why, but <laughs> what should be above The Sims, and it's probably not gonna be in here, is a roller coaster tycoon. We'll see. Number sixty two, Castlevania Symphony of the Night. I don't know. I've never played this game, but I know it's one of the greats of all time. Number 61, Grand Theft Auto 3. This is the first 3D one. That's a heavy hitter. That's where all the uh, NWA-ish type of characters came in. No, I think it's San Andreas, I think. San Andreas? Yeah, San Andreas is the one with CJ. And... What? We have, wait, we have... We're not, we're, you're like, you're going way back. We're talking Liberty City? Yeah. And we're talking Vice City? And then San Andreas. Yeah. And then San Andreas. This is Liberty City. Yeah. This is the one with like the Italian mobsters and stuff. Liberty City's uh wait, Vice City then? No, this is Liberty City. Grand Theft Auto 3 is Liberty City. Where the where your character doesn't speak at all. Oh. Do you remember that one? He's like mute. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. I love Grand Theft Auto 3. I think that was like the second or third PS2 game I ever owned. 
And I remember this was a game I told you where I felt so uncomfortable where I could see like I could beat civilians on the street with bats and like we can bleed and like it was very traumatizing for me. But like it kind of de- you were a little more sheltered than I was. yeah. It was the first game that like, really desensitized me to video game like violence. So. so I could I could get a process. It's very important to me. Yeah, you could. Yeah, you could. Number sixty, Super Metroid. Um, I got nothing on this. No. Yeah, number fifty nine, Fallout Three. No, no, no. Now I take umbrage with this because I think Fallout New Vegas is better, but Fallout Three is pretty great. I, I feel weird. I, I think it, New Vegas is universally praised over Three, so that's weird that they have it backwards. But whatever. Uh, f- number fifty eight, The Elder Scrolls Four Oblivion. No. Now this is a game that I have a very strong connection to because again, your brother Josie was the one who introduced me to uh, Oblivion, and I've been a fan of Bethesda ever since then. So. Uh, Oblivion was like the first open world game where like you could really just go wherever you want. And back in 2006, that was like unheard of for me. Wait, how big is the map? It's huge. I don't know how. I don't know what you want me to compare it to, but a, a different map. It's bigger than like GTA, like the first. It's bigger than like San Andreas. Not bigger than any other games after that, but all right, it's cool. Okay. Uh, number 57, Final Fantasy Nine. Um, no. I don't. Nine's all right. It's not my favorite one. It's not the worst one either. But nine, I don't really have a strong connection. I think it's okay. Number fifty-six, Inside. No. Yeah, I don't have anything to say about that one. Fifty-five, Hollow Knight. No. Yeah, I don't have anything to say about that either. Fifty-four, Eco or Ico. This is the one we're talking. No. Okay. Yeah, me neither. Number fifty-three, Dishonored Two. Nope. Yeah, me neither. Fifty-two, Half Life. That's something I definitely need to play. But again, I'll play it if, if it's a remake. Number 51, Final Fantasy X. No. I love X. Ten. ten was like the first Final Fantasy I owned on PS2. Okay. I think we should take a pause. We're at 50, right? We're at 50, yeah. All right. Let's take a pause. Let's give them a little bit of news. And then we'll go back to this. Okay. We'll come back to this later. All right. We'll take a quick detour real quick to our first story for this week, Johnny. It's a good segment, too. At 50, that's a good place to stop. First story comes from a Kotaku, written by Kenneth Shepard, who for some reason has me blocked on Twitter. I don't know why. I don't know if I ever told him something, but I I literally cannot look up. He has me as blocked. You have to do it one by one when you block someone. You can't mass I, block. I think he might have mass blocked me. So what what would be the tool that you use to mass block? Uh, there's like a Twitter add-on or like a website where you can like, if anybody follows a certain person, you automatically just block all those wow. people. Wow. Yeah. Sensitive. I think I had, like, one interaction with him, but I don't think I was blocked because of that. I think I was blocked. I got caught in one of those, like, massive block, like, nukes or whatever. Anyways. Scorched Earth. Exactly. That's what it is, I think. PlayStation shuts down Concrete Genie Dev amidst continued pivot to Prestige. As Sony has quietly closed down Pixelopolis, one of its first-party PlayStation Studios, based in San Mateo, California. Do you know where San Mateo is? No. Yeah, me neither. Based in San Mateo, California, the studio was responsible for 2014's Entwined and 2019's Concrete Genie. News of this first broke through a Twitter post from the studio, which expressed the team's gratitude to the players who have enjoyed their games. Quote, Dear friends, our Pixelopus adventure has come to an end. As we look to new new futures, we wanted to say a heartfelt thank you to the millions of passionate players who have supported us in our mission to make beautiful, imaginative games with heart. We are so grateful. That's the, the tweet. Sony didn't immediately comment on the closure publicly, but has since confirmed in a statement to IGN that Pixelopolis is, in fact, shuttering on June 2nd. Quote, 
PlayStation Studios regularly evaluates its portfolio and the status of studio projects to ensure they meet the organization's short- and long-term strategic objectives, the company told IGN. As part of a recent review process, it has been decided that Pixelopus will be will close on June 2nd. Pixelopus was a Pixelopus, sorry, was a small team within the hulking giant that is PlayStation Studios, having less than 20 employees as of 2019. The studio's breakout game was 2019's Concrete Genie on PS4, which was gorgeous to look at and had cool painting mechanics, but its pacing felt a bit plodding. Even with a brisk runtime of five or so hours, before the closure, Pixelopus was working on a project with Sony Pictures Animation, but we don't know yet if that game is still in the works with another team or has been canceled entirely. It's a sad end for a talented studio, but feels pretty in line with Sony's hard pivot to prestige blockbusters at all costs. On top of closing Pixelopus, the company shuttered Japan Studio in 2021, RIP, which was putting out some of the more experimental work within the PlayStation first-party ecosystem. It's a shame, and while there are still some studios doing cool things at places like Media Molecule, there's certainly a gap within Sony's catalog without it. Johnny, that's the entire article. Uh, first, well, I have two questions. The first one was going to be, have you played any of those games? And, the second, and my second question was going to be, how do you feel about them moving away from strategic, from experimental stuff to just being like the hardcore AAA stuff? I don't think it means they're moving away from experimental stuff. It's just one studio. It's only, not to say like people don't matter, but like 20 employees is not as much as I thought. It sounds like a very, very small team. 20 employees, like a lot of the, compared to like other studios being shuttered with like hundreds of like employees, like 20 seems pretty insignificant for them to be like, uh, let's get rid of this. You know what I mean? It reminds me of like when you have like a hard drive, if you want to make room, you don't usually delete the tiniest things, you usually delete the bigger stuff. You know what I mean? It seems kind of odd to be like, you know what? these 20 guys doing whatever it is yeah sure but it's not just 20 guys i mean it's like all the insurances and then the place you have to rent to maintain that studio right? oh i see what you mean unless they're just all uh doing uh, remote work um i don't know like did you play concrete genie because i didn't i didn't yeah i mean I, I didn't find i wasn't interested but you know which so, game it is though right yeah. i remember this was like the one where like uh i think it was like chalk or something right and like you would draw these creatures on the walls and they would like come out of like come to life or whatever yeah when it came out it was kind of impressive to see what the creators or, were doing with or that maybe it was like set. graffiti i forgot which it was i think was it chalk or graffiti it was like one of those two yeah uh so initially it looked cool because i was it was like oh they got this tool set and they're making like amazing stuff right but it's i also wonder if this has to do with seeing other competitors that already have a tool set where plates can create a ton of like amazing shit. One of those being Unreal Engine, right? Mm-hmm. There's a lot of like Unreal Engine. Somebody learns that tool set, they can create pretty much everything that's in uh, Concrete Genie. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I, I get what, I get what you're saying. It does seem that way. Um, yeah, I, I don't really have much to say about this. I didn't play the game. I'm not that familiar with the other game they mentioned too that they did so yeah of course i feel bad for the people that got laid off but they just weren't like producing fucking bangers they're a tiny ass studio yeah it's kind of weird though because we also have media molecule which hasn't really made a game since dreams and Mm -hmm. that was like back in 2018 maybe 2019 around there and like they haven't done anything with that and then and they're shutting down dreams i think we talked about that before they're shutting down dreams uh, or they're gonna stop supporting Dreams like at the end of this year, but like 
Media Molecule hasn't made a, a game game since like Little Big Planet. Two? Yeah, but see, Little Big Planet was like pretty damn successful. Maybe yeah, they have a lot more people. That was like a people. decade ago, Johnny. Like, what are they doing this whole time? That was Support like a ago. Little Big Planet Two. That was twenty twelve or twenty thirteen. Oh, was it twenty? Someone else did Little Big Planet Three. I forgot who. I think. So, oh, okay, okay. So it's been a while. Um, all right, move on to the next story. This one comes from Video Games Chronicle or VGC. Summer Game Fest 2023 announces over 40 partners, including Xbox and PlayStation. So now we know where they went. They're not going to be at E3, but they're going to be at the next, the unofficial pseudo E3. Post This is posted by Jordan Miller. It says, and here we go. More than 40 partners set to take part in Summer Games Fest activities, the host wrote on Twitter. So he's talking about Jeff Keighley. Those interested in attending the showcase in person can also buy tickets to the event, which are now on sale. Which I might just do that, maybe. The event, which takes place at the YouTube Theater in Inglewood, California. Inglewood, on June 8th, is set to feature many of the biggest game publishers. Although the extent of their involvement has not yet been confirmed by Keeley. Last year's show included confirmation that a remake of The Last of Us would arrive on PS5 later that year, an announcement that was spoiled only hours before the show when the game was added to the PlayStation Direct storefront for pre-order. Let's see, the full list of partners announced by Keeley is Activision, Amazon Games, Annapurna, Bandai Namco, Behavior, Capcom, CD Projekt Red, Devolver, Digital Extremes, Disney, EA, Epic Games, Focus, Gearbox Publishing, Grinding Gear Games, Hoyoverse, Kabam, Larian, Level Infinite, Magic the Gathering, Netflix, Nexon, Niantic, North Beach Games, Samsung Gaming Hub, Second Dinner, Sega, Paradox, Prolabis, Phoenix Labs, Playon, PlayStation, Rocket Pair, Razer, Smilegate, Square Enix, Stemma, Techland, Tribeca, Fe- Fe- Tribeca Festival, Ubisoft, Warner Brothers, and Xbox. Woo. Most notable is the presence of PlayStation and Xbox. Following Summer Games Fest, this summer's Xbox Game Showcase will take place on Sunday, June 11th, and will begin at 10 a.m. Pacific time. Sony is also planning to showcase upcoming PlayStation games in a digital event held within the next few weeks, sources have told BGC. According to people with knowledge of Sony Interactive Entertainment's plans, the next big PlayStation showcase could take place at the end of this month or in early June, ahead of other big events planned for next month, including Summer Games Fest itself. All right, Johnny, I didn't know they were going to mention the PlayStation showcase because that was our next story, but we can just pivot to that in a little bit. Um... Johnny, what do you think about this? Do any of the teams I mentioned stand out to you, or is it kind of just like whatever? Uh, not very much. I think it's uh, the usual ones. Uh, Jeff Keeley is like really killing it. He's uh, killing it. Killing it, yes. <laughs> uh, so that's pretty great. That's good for him. I think we're definitely going to see a little bit of uh, Death Stranding, of course. There's no... Is there a mention of Kojima? Did I mention Kojima? Uh, he's not one of... The, Kojima is not one of the mentioned 40 partners. Whatever. We'll still see him. Oh, just because he's just his connection with Jeff? He's homies. Like, he doesn't even have a... He doesn't even have to make, be on the, on, the, on the invite list, right? He just shows yeah. up. Fuck you. He just comes through the back door. Like, you know, they do like a little handshake. What's up? Yeah. That's true. He's like... He's like the person who, like, at the at the front door, he's like, "Oh no, no, like, like I'm not on a list." Like, I, I. He's, like, he's like, "No, no, no, like, let him in. He's cool. He's cool." Um, so Xbox and Sony will be there, right? They'll be here, at which they won't. They would have normally been at E3, but E3 is not. A thing so now. the dynamics are really interesting because the the balance of power has shifted. You know? In what sense? Like away from the ESA, who does like E3. 
No, that's not what I'm talking about. Oh. I'm talking about how, I think it was, um, like, when Horizon Zero Dawn came out, when we, we were still getting trailers, Horizon drops the trailer for that. I think they also dropped the trailer for, fuck, there was a, another game. But they dropped it right before, like, the main show came out, right? Mm-hmm. Like, they dropped it on YouTube, and then the actual event came out. So it's, like, Sony trying to steal the spotlight while all this other stuff is going on. And they did, like, take a lot of the spotlight. Right. Why I think the dynamic is interesting, though, is because a lot of people are pissed off at Xbox right now. So it's like, they really, really got to come with it. And I wonder if PlayStation is going to just try to come after them and just, like, stomp on them. Like, mm. I want to see if Sony shows up as hard as Xbox has to show up. If you remember in the years past, this was kind of like what we get at E3 where, like, Xbox would go first, like, the day before PlayStation would do their E3 conference. Uh-huh. And, he, and PlayStation was always the last one to go because they were always the one reacting to the other stuff. And, like, we don't know when the PS showcase is. That's we, why it's fun. It's, like, one... One-upping each other. When is it going to drop? Like, yeah, so the Xbox one is June 8th. Do you think the PlayStation one will be after June 8th, then? Or will it be in the next, be at the end of this month, like these people have been saying? I feel like they're, you, they are they like being the one to, like, go second. No, I think, just like uh, previous shows... They're gonna drop a little trailer. It might be massive, and then, and then a uh, summer games fest happens. Like see more that, in a few weeks, kind of thing, right? Yeah, and then at the end of that, maybe two weeks later, someone drops a big one. Oh, I thought again two weeks. But after. they want to like squeeze. There's they want to put their things. They want to book in. Yeah, maybe. they want to have that mind share. Yeah, maybe that could be cool. I could see that being like, here's a big thing, and it's like find out more in two weeks or something. Like yeah, we do well after show. the game show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. After the yeah, because you're saying they this the big thing would be before you're saying, right? So then it's like find out in a few weeks after the well a big thing, and then Summer Games Fest, and then Sony does their their like multiple showcase. Mm-hmm. Yeah, does that make sense? Kind of. Okay. I get what you're saying. Maybe, maybe. Uh, I'm not sure if I'm gonna go yet. I don't work that day. So far, I check my schedule. I don't work the June eighth, but. Uh... It seems fun. I might go. It's only $35 for the ticket, and Inglewood's not that far away. Two hours? It's like an hour. I checked. It's like an hour and a half. Well, it depends on what Traffic. day. Yeah, it depends on all that fa- all those factors. But uh, Traffic parking. I don't know. I'm going to try to convince you to go. But I don't know if it's going to work, but I'm going to try to convince you, Johnny. I'm going to try to convince you. Let's move on to our next and final story for this week which is kind of the one we just talked about briefly i don't know if there's anything much to say now but uh the story comes from gibatsu says rumor playstation showcase 2023 to air within the next few weeks and i feel like we kind of just talked about it so i'm just gonna read it anyways uh written by um saul romano it says sony narrative entertainment will host a playstation showcase event within the next few weeks according to sources of journalist jeff grubb and news outlet video games chronicle According to a tweet from Grub, the current timing of PlayStation Showcase is the week of May 25th. So that's two weeks from now. Less than two weeks from now. Because that's probably the latest that week it could happen. But it could happen earlier. I just don't want to say the week of May 21st and then people get mad when it doesn't happen on a Sunday. According to Video Games Chronicle, citing people with knowledge of Sony Interactive Entertainment's plans, the next PlayStation Showcase will take place either at the end of May or in early June. Owner and editor Andy Robinson also tweeted the showcase will include new content from Konami. The last PlayStation showcase was held in 2021 and saw the announcements of Marvel War- Marvel's Wolverine, Marvel Spider-Man 2, Uncharted Legacy of Thieves Collection, and Star Wars: Knights of the Republic remake, among other titles. Prior to that, 
PlayStation Showcase was held in 2020, where Final Fantasy 16, Hogwarts Legacy, and God of War Ragnarok were announced. And a similar event was held several months prior, where Gran Turismo 7, Marvel Spider-Man, Miles Morales, Horizon Forbidden West, and Forspoken, and many other titles were announced. And that's the end of the article, Johnny. Johnny, so this, I mean, I'm glad I did read this because there was something there about the Konami connection. Do you think within the next two months, or within a month from now, are we going to get the official MGS3 remake announcement? No. Oh, why did you do that to me, Johnny? Why did you crush it's me? too early in the year. Huh? I think it's too early in the year. For an announcement? Yeah. Really? I mean, within the next month, it's going to be prime, like, E3, you know, that would have been the thing if E3 was still a thing, I think. This is, like, that E3 season-ish. Okay, so, so the thing is, I don't think they're going to drop something that massive in front of other massive-ass games like Spider-Man. Because that's supposed to drop this year, right? Yeah, but that's not a massive thing because we already know about it. Oh, that's a massive game. Yeah, but we know about it. What else is dropping? There's also Starfield. Yeah, but that's the, that's a that's not a PlayStation thing anyways. No, I know. I'm just wondering what's going to be at the back end of oh. this year. And if this if they drop Metal Gear, it's gonna be too much of a distraction. I don't think Call I don't think Metal Gear Solid Three would come out this year. Nah. I think that would be a next year thing. If I think if they dropped anything this year, but just surprise, it would be Castlevania. Just out of nowhere? No, if they said like, if they dropped it in, uh, you said like about a few weeks, it would be Castlevania because that doesn't detract that much from the other games like uh, Spider Man. I don't know if they care about detracting from other games, though. I don't know if that's, like, actual strategy or not. I don't know. I would say that for, like, maybe competing, like, first party, like, Xbox, PlayStation, Nintendo. I don't know if... I don't know how hard studios are aware of each other's, like, scheduling for, you know... Like, do you think they talk to other studios, like, oh, what are you, what are you showing at the showcase? Like, do you think... I don't think they do that. What do you mean? I don't think studios talk to each other, like developers, like third-party developers talk to each other about what's Well, they don't coming. have to. The heads are like telling them, like, you drop it this time, you drop it this time, because they are the ones that talk to the studios. Right. So studios don't have to... So like, you're saying you don't think PlayStation would would risk it overshadowing Spider-Man, is what you're saying? That is what I'm saying, but I'm just, like, brainstorming. I, I don't oh. know. Oh. I, the thing is, I don't know what they would want to drop right now. As far as trailers go. I feel like you want to show what we're working on, what's coming out this year, and then what's in the future. So I think you could do... I think you can do both. I think... I think for maybe... Because people, com- people get bored with just updates of like current existing stuff. Like so they know. this is why it's complicated. Because I feel like, like I said, Sony wants to bookend Summer Games Fest. So I'm thinking they drop a little, a little trailer at the beginning of Summer Games Fest... And then something massive, a showcase at the end of Summer Games Fest. Not Summer Games Fest, but their own thing. But then I'm wondering, like, okay, what are they actually going to put in in Summer Games Fest? So I'm thinking... Yeah, because they're taking part of it. Yeah. Yeah, so after Summer Games Fest, they drop a series of massive things. Summer Games Fest, small things. And at the beginning of Summer Games Fest, a medium type thing. Hmm. That's why I said Castlevania. Because Castlevania, I don't think is all that massive. But it's not tiny. Yeah, yeah, I get what you're saying. And then Metal Gear, that's a big ass game. I feel like you that's pro- their own showcase. I feel like I feel like they wouldn't do anything to do. I don't think they would bookend in terms of like the front end. I don't know if you would announce something when you can just do it during Games Fest. I'm saying that because they've done that in the past. Oh, okay, 
what I think they would show in Summer Games Fest is maybe um, Silent Hill. With Konami. Yeah. Konami is not one of the mentioned partners, though. Oh, shit. So, maybe it's in reverse. Maybe they show some first-party stuff at Game Fest, and they show third-party stuff at their own event. I could see that happening. Yeah, mix. You're right. But, a mixture. But there's also some confusion with their their naming because it's like is it a state of play what does state of play showcase. actually mean showcase or is it a showcase and the showcase you the... assume it's like the big ass heavy hitter game yeah i think state of plays are usually focused on uh like smaller stuff and... yeah 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 for the most part well, or like or like when they dedicate to one game for like 20 minutes or something yeah 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 that's what it could be i think the showcase so... is if it's a showcase that means it's more than one thing and it's going to be like i think like either like uh not rapid fire but like here's this game talk about it for five minutes here's this game for talk about five minutes here's this other game talk about five minutes so if they did a 20 minute what would that be like four titles maybe i don't know we don't know how long it's gonna be yet though we don't know that we don't have that info and this is all fucking rumored so it's like yeah we don't speculating way too much although vgc is pretty right most of the time i think they i don't know what's the success rate but like 80 75 i don't know i like vgc yeah Andy Robinson runs a runs a nice ship over there. So, so what, what's your theory exactly? I gave you mine. I like I said, I feel like they're not going to do anything before Games Fest, but because they have a spot during, that's where they would probably maybe show some of the first party stuff. If they're not doing the Konami thing, which I they're not listed, I don't think they would show it there. And Kojima again is not mentioned either, so I think those might be like showcase stuff, like because it's not mentioned in the forty partners, so it must be. I'm guessing if it's going to show up at all, the Konami... Like they mentioned in the article, the Konami is probably going to be involved with the showcase. And although that'd be kind of shady. Imagine they have Kojima and Konami involved in the showcase. And like, I wonder if like... Why? I wonder if they would be okay with that. I don't know. I, I just think imagine... I just imagine Kojima has like a lot of like unresolved feelings about leaving Konami. I don't know. It's kind of like when you invite two different people to the same party. And they're like, oh... The, I don't even know if it's the same execs at Konami. I don't know if it's the same people working there. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Uh, Okay, now this one, another thing. Xbox. Like, there's one thing I'm pretty sure they're going to show, which is more Starfield. And after that, I I don't know, man. Because all their games that they promised are, like, way, like, super early in development. Mm -hmm. Right? Like, Fable is super early. Rare scrapped the other project they had, and then they said, we're developing a new project, but we're not quite sure what that is. So they're kind of starting from scratch again. And then we got Perfect Dark, which was also early in development. Mm-hmm. And what else do we have? We have, uh, what's that very bleak, dark game? It's a shooter, first person. It looks like you're in the swamps. I forgot the damn name. Which one? It's like... Uh, from who again? It's from Xbox. We're in the swamps. Super bleak, first person, very gray tones, brown tones. I don't remember. I'm blinking. No, you know, you know it. Ah, uh, fuck it. I can only think of Perfect Dark as a first person shooter. No, no. Um, it's kind of like. Fuck! It'll come to me. But what else do you? Gears think of War. Show? No, it's not Gears. That'd be cool. That'd be a big surprise. Swampy shooter. It's not a swampy shooter. It, it takes place in the swamp. It's like a dystopian. Oh, was it Chernobyl? No, 
Chernobyl. Or or Stalker? Stalker. Stalker? Stalker. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll probably show more, more Stalker. But that's the problem. Like, they're kind of... We've already seen Stalker. What a, what it's like what's while, the big ass yeah. surprise? There's um, Senna will sacrifice. Mm-hmm. They could show us more of that. Overdue, yeah. But what's the new stuff that they might possibly show? Like, are, it's not gonna be a rare product. It's not gonna be a Bethesda uh, thing. So, I'm out of ideas. What do you have? I don't have any ideas. I'm sorry. I don't. I don't know what Xbox would be doing. I'm not even like. So you have no. It, it kind of sounds like I have no faith in them. I'm I not think, even gonna brainstorm it. Well, I'm just thinking about the stuff that's obvious. I feel it's obvious. Fable, Sano Sacrifice, Avowed, uh, um, what should we call it? A Perfect Dark, the one you just mentioned, Stalker. Uh, I feel like those are the obvious ones. I can't think of anything else outside of that that needs to be like updated or shown. Yeah, just those five are like the ones that stick out to me. Man, they have a ton of studios and it. it still feels like so small. Kind of, yeah. But those are the five that come to mind immediately. I don't know if there's anything outside of that. I, I need to see Gears of War. And uh, Starfield. I'm sorry, that game's going to bomb. I hope they don't focus time on Starfield. Like, we know it's coming. Like, don't waste your time with this. That game's going to bomb, dude. No. Starfield? You're just saying that to get a reaction out of me. It's going to bomb. I don't think so. You're mad. You're crazy if you think that the game's gonna bomb. Okay. It'll Are get... you saying like sales wise or like review wise? Both. Probably sales well, wise, but I don't think review wise it will. No. I say sales wise because it's gonna be on Game Pass, so like my it's gonna be a huge factor. But I don't. I That's think weird. I think it will review well. That's weird to put such a supposedly big game on Game Pass. That's kind of weird. It is kind of self like cannibalizing, sort of in a way. Yeah. And as far as reviews, I think it'll be at most like seventy-eight. No, at most like a eighty-four, at least. There's no way. At least a seventy. Before between seventy and eighty-four, I think. But does the games get that? Yeah, actually, New well, Vegas got a eighty-five. That's an exception. New Vegas got an 85, 84, 85. Because I remember it was a big deal that they didn't get to like the next threshold. It was like 88 or something. Because that's when they would have got a bonus from the studio. But they didn't get that Metacritic score. So they missed out on that bonus. I like, think that's... Uh, New Vegas is an exception. Okay. No no pushback? No, I think you're right. No, New Vegas is like my favorite Bethesda game. So I'm not even going to argue. Because like, yeah, that is like the exception to the rule. Because okay. it's such a great game. All right. Uh, you have another story? Or? No, no, that's it for the stories. All right, let's do... Uh, Let's get back to... You want to get back? You've been dying to get back to this, huh? I want to finish it real quick. That's why. Okay. Number 50. Uh, so we're halfway through the list. Number 50, Spelunky. Pass. Okay. That's fair. 49, Stardew Valley. Pass. This is like the Harvest Moon game, but I haven't played it, so yeah, pass two. 48, Grand Theft Auto 5. It's 10 years old this year. A decade ago. I'm just not feeling 5, man. 5 is phenomenal. Yeah, it's, that's cool, but it, it didn't pull me in. Is it's what I mean. the literally the highest selling game, I think, right behind either Tetris or Minecraft. I forget which. But it's like... No, yeah, that's cool. But that's because of the hype that it carried with it from the prior games. Well, also because they supported it a lot with like the GTA Online stuff. Yeah, yeah. So people have been playing that, buying, playing that game religiously for over a decade. I think it's... I'm surprised it's only 48 and not higher. Well, you said behind another Grand Theft Auto? Behind what? Behind another Grand Theft Auto as far as sales? 
No, that's tough. No, right? GTA Five is the highest, like highest selling game, yeah. like top three of all time. Yeah, I'm surprised it's not higher on the list. Is what I said. Like further, like closer to number one. Is what I'm saying. Critically acclaimed? No, I, I, I believe think, that. I don't think anybody had anything negative to say about it. No, but it's not. It's I wouldn't call it a masterpiece. I I would. I'd I'd say it's a masterpiece. I think it's practically. I can't think of anything wrong with it. Really. Everything it does, it does it well. It doesn't do enough story. I disagree, but I think there's a lot of story between the three characters. There's a lot Not of story. For the DLC. Oh, okay, yeah, that's true. All right, number forty-seven, God of War, twenty eighteen. Yeah, it's up there, but that's way too low. Do you think forty-seven is not close enough? That's way too low. Mm. I say in the thirties. It's good. It's good. It's not the best. God, it's not even the best God of War, in my opinion. Thirties or forties? Maybe forties. Number forty-six, Destiny. No. Nah. Number forty-five, Halo Three. Nah, it's fun, but it's. It was great for the time, but it, over time, it's not. It's I don't think it's all that special. Number forty-four, The Elder Scrolls Three: Morrowind. Nope, I've never. This is the only one that I haven't played. Actually, I need to play it. Uh, number forty-three, Near Automata. Do you know this one? I feel like you do know it. I played the demo. I enjoyed it. For some reason, I I'm having a hard time like considering if I should take on the whole experience because I I. I don't know. I, I don't know what it is. What do you think it is? Because I like the characters. The I world tr- might be a little bit too empty. For yes. Me. I tried the game. I, I own the game. I tried it for maybe two hours. And I was like, it's too gray, too brown, and too empty. And I just felt like there's not enough there to keep me engaged. Yeah. Enemies but, were a little bit abstract. The combat is cool. I like when we do like the 2D side-scrolling and then become like a 3D like top-down like action game. But there just wasn't enough story in the first two hours to really hook me, and I kind of just dipped out. Recently, I was comparing this to another game I, I wanted to try, which is uh, Gravity. Gravity 2. Oh. Um, Have you played it? Uh, not Gravity. I know what you're talking about. Uh, uh, I can't Gravity Rush. Fo- Gravity Rush, yes, yes, yes. I've never played either one. The first one, I think, was like a Vita exclusive, and the second one's on PS4, I think. Yeah, a lot of people like it. The mechanics seem to be very unique. I should try very, that one. Very satisfying. Is that one on the PS Plus ha- catalog? I feel like it is, right? Oh, it's on sale right now. Is it? Uh, it's like nine bucks. Oh, it's not bad. That's a good entry price. Yeah, but I'm just like, I, I can't get behind the aesthetic. It's uh, like cell shaded. You like cell shaded. That's like Borderlands. Some things, but I like... I like very dense cell shaded. Borderlands is dense. This oh, not is... too plain, like just flat. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I get you. Uh, a friend of the show, Miko, was telling me I need to go back and play this game again, give it another try. I might do that. I might do that. Number forty-two, Chrono Trigger. Uh, it's been so long since I played it. I really don't recall that much about it, except of course for the music, which I still have on the playlist. But I have a lot of the remakes. This is, funny be- this is funny because I've never played... I've always meant to play... I've never played this game. I, it's one of those embarrassing, like... Because I'm, like, the RPG guy. And this is, like, one of the quintessential RPGs, and I've never played it. I so, have I have it on my funky S on the little keychain thing. I plan on playing it at some point. But the same boat with you where, like, I know the music from the game. I have, like, a lot of the no, tracks. No, I actually played it. I just oh. don't recall because it's been too long. No, but I mean, like, in the same, in the same vein where, like... I know the music, but I don't know the game, really. Which is funny. It's like saying a Star Wars fan and never seen the films. It's like being like, I love Star Wars music and just never watching the movies. Yeah. <laughs> Number 41, The Sims, the original one. No. 
I never played this one, so I can't. I can't. Number forty, Super Mario Galaxy. No, this is the one with the Wii Remote. Yeah, I didn't play it. Oh, it's all right. Number thirty-nine, What Remains of Edith Finch. No, I've never played it. But why it's is a- that so high? I don't know. I know it's one of those like really powerful narratives. I heard like the game's like really sad but really emotionally strong. People tell me I need to play this. A lot of people surprisingly have told me I need to play this game. I'm gonna get around to it eventually. Number thirty-eight, Hades. Nah. Hades is dope. I never finished it, but it's an awesome kind of roguelite. How does it compare to uh, uh, Dead Cells? I never played Dead Cells. Oh. I think Dead Cells is a side scroller. Hades is like a isometric 3D top down. But they're both uh, roguelikes. True. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I I need to figure out if I like roguelikes. I think I will after I play Returnal. Okay. Number thirty-seven, Silent Hill Two. It's too high. Did you ever play Silent Hill Two? I know you played the first one. Silent Hill 2 on PS2? Oh, Silent Hill. I'm thinking of uh, Alan For, Wake. Oh. Uh, Silent Hill is... It's a little bit overrated. Oh. I think it's on the coattails of Resident Evil. Oh. Uh, it was scary, though. It is scarier than Resident Evil. But it's nowhere near Resident Evil. In terms of, like... Resident Evil... Prestige? Everything. Or? Everything. Like... Okay. The, the pre-rendered backgrounds in Resident Evil, when you're like first playing it, for, you when you first get the first impression. Yeah, isn't Silent Hill 1 fully 3D, right? I think. There's no pre-rendered background in Silent Hill 1, is there? Because it's like fully 3D. You're like right behind the character, right? I think. I don't recall. I don't recall. No? Like I remember that game. You and, and your neighbor, Lewis. Remember Lewis down the in the apartments? Yeah. Lewis guy. was the one who introduced that game to us, I remember. Man, you said his name. I was going to tell you a story. Okay. Yeah. About Lewis? Yeah. Is it, like, weird or what? The neighbor had a thing, and they had to call the cops on the neighbor. I know, but you're not talking about Lewis. Lewis wasn't the one who had the thing, right? Well, who are we talking about? Lewis was the kid that was, like, around our age who lived in the apartments that you did with Gloria. Like, yeah, yeah. He was the one that had Silent Hill 1. Yeah, we used to play video games. Yeah. Not the older dude, like, between you guys on the other side. No, that's the... That's the thing. Not the pedo. Well, he was caught with the dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there was a whole thing going on over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. why they call the cops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, Silent Hill. I've never played this one. Uh, my One of my best friends, Angel, says he loves this game. But, like, every time he plays a game, he gets sick for some reason. Like, right after. Wait, Silent Hill? He gets sick? Silent Hill 2. Why? I don't know. It's a weird thing that happens to him. He says, like, whenever well, he plays a game, he, he like, after a few days, he gets sick. Like, just for no reason. And he thinks it's, like, linked to the game somehow. Like, it's bad juju or something. Anyways, number 36, Super Mario Brothers 3. Fuck, I wanted to talk more about that game. Okay, how... Fuck it. It's on the coattails of Resident Evil. Resident Evil has... Is above everything for Silent Hill. It's got better characters, better locations, better lore. Silent Hill is... It's definitely overrated, with the exception of, of Pyramid Head. The main character isn't even the main character energy. None of that shit. Locations are okay. A lot of fog going on. Yeah. That's all I got to say about that. All right. Number 36, Super Mario Brothers 3, Johnny. So this is the one where, like, on the cover, he has, like, the raccoon ears and the raccoon tail. Yeah, this game's definitely fun. This so- is by far my favorite of the Super Mario Brothers trilogy. 3 is an amazingly fun game. It it does things way better than 1 or 2. And it's I love like the you know the little sun that chases you the angry sun that chases you uh, the there's like a part where you go to like a giant world where all the enemy sprites are huge for some reason you're it's tiny. one of the few water levels I like 
I'm still not a fan of water levels, but I agree with you that the water world, the water section of this game isn't that bad. Yeah, it's it's tough though because it's a lot of like bouncing around mm-hmm. type of deal. Yeah, that's great, iconic. And it's also one of my favorite tracks with the airship, the dun dun no the dun 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 dun. Okay, number thirty-five, Portal. Oh man, I you're like first person. It's old, yeah. Portal's cool. I remember I had it as part of the orange box, which was like a collection of Valve games on PS3. It had uh, Team Fortress 2, Half-Life 2, and Portal. I'm surprised Portal is above Half-Life. Well, Half-Life 2 is the good, is the best one. Oh, Half-Life 2. Yeah. Okay. Portal's cool, though. Uh, number 34, Uncharted 2, Among Thieves, 2009. Uh, 32? I'm not sure if this is a good spot for No, me. I'm sorry, 34, 34. 34, well, whatever. It's, it's only two away. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm surprised it took this long to get to an Uncharted game. No... I'm sorry, no, that makes sense. Yeah, Uncharted is definitely like prestige, I think. So Uncharted 1 is okay, you know, introduces us to the characters and to the gameplay. Mm-hmm. Uncharted 2 is is pretty badass. Um, the one with the train sequence and the Himalayas. It's fucking amazing, dude, like climbing up. It's got... That's how the game starts with you, like, when you're, like, hanging from the train, like... This, okay, the Uncharted series has some of the best sequence, uh, some of the best set pieces if not the best set pieces in video game history i think three ups it a little bit but yeah sure. that's what i mean but okay. the uncharted series yeah like one and two and then four kind of fell off for the set pieces although they're still impressive um lost legacy has better set pieces than four okay which is like the the dlc all right okay thank you number 33 well i also agree Uncharted 2 is like probably i think i, I think Uncharted 2 is probably the second best I, I like three a little bit more but i know Uncharted 2 is like the it's like the empire strikes back of uncharted where it's like the second one that gets all the acclaim for doing everything better than one being darker but uh and then the third one is the one that takes it a little lighter and that's why people don't love it as much but well actually i i don't appreciate that one and three actually have like a mystical lore to them and you would actually find mystical creatures, like when you go. Two to... has that with the Yetis, remember? No, I know, but once they went to four, they like took all that shit out. Oh yeah, because can... in in four you can play multiplayer and you play against like dead pirates, mm-hmm. which is badass. But it's not part of the lore of, of four. Sure. Which fucking sucks, and that's why I love two and three, because they're fighting. Um, so you got the Yetis, and then you have find a uh, El Dorado, and you find those that's you find those one. blue beings. I don't know what they are. Yeah. They're kind of like yet. They're like the Yetis before the Yetis. Yeah, but some mystical creature they introduce in the third arc. Same same fault that a uh, Tomb Raider actually has because Tomb Raider gives you a sneak at lore and then it just takes it away from you. Like Tomb Raider in the reboot, they have that section where like the mystical samurais. Yes, the giant samurais. Yeah, I thought we were gonna fight them at some point, and they're just like, nah, they're just fucking in here, just fun in space. Yeah, number thirty three, Metal Gear Solid Three Snake oh, Eater. That's too low. I, yeah, I would have Snake. I'm gonna be pissed if two is higher because I think three is the best one. But um, Metal Gear Solid three, Snake Eater, like, oh man, talk about that's like probably my favorite MGS game. That's that's another one where I'm like, okay, this this might be in the twenties, maybe barely in the thirties. Thirty three, yeah. Barely. But if we're talking about series again, it's in the tens. Oh, for sure, for sure, yeah. Metal Gear Solid three, I think is my favorite one. We introduced like the lore of the boss. It's set against the Cold War, Cold War with uh, Khrushchev and Kennedy in the background. Uh, 
the the space race and like all the the cobra unit the end the fury the fear like i think those are like the top tier like metal gear solid 3 like metal gear solid villains or like the boss rush mode you know what i mean i love the whole like i know a lot of people hate it but i love the whole like snake kind of like patching himself up and stuff uh i just like the history angle where like every it's everything from the first two games but then like adjusted we're like it's not the codec it's like you got like this little radio thing you have to like scan the frequency kind of like it's cool I, the con the the conflict between the boss and and a uh, naked snake it's it's way more it's very heavy it's very emotionally it's very strong emotionally and i think it does it sets up the rest of the series pretty well so it's one of the more quirkier ones too for sure uh number 20 i'm sorry number 32 deus ex the uh, first one, the original one, two thousand. Yeah, I never played this one. Number thirty-one, Shadow of the Colossus. Great game. Uh, actually, this kind of goes back to Uncharted because this is a great set piece. You're just climbing giant monsters. Yeah. Stabbing them in the head, and just it's just impressive because it's just little you taking your time, just climbing up there. It's like Monster it's, Hunter. It's a be- journey just to be on their back. Yeah, and then you finally like conquer, and you're like, "This, this was all me." Hit the wing spot. Yeah, it's like Monster Hunter before Monster Hunter, where you're like you're mounting and climbing, and then like some of the monsters have like platforms for some reason attached to them, so like you're like jumping around. I only played, I think, the first two or three bosses because our cousin Brian owns the game on PS2. And we're playing it several times at his house, but uh, it's a cool game. It's not my, it's not one of my favorites. But it's, it's a cool game. Number 30, Outer Wilds. No. I haven't played that one either. Number 29, Journey. No. I never played Journey either, sadly. See, why is that on top of Uncharted? I know it's a very emotional, strong... I know because... There's a there's a gimmick. I don't know if I can spoil it. There's a gimmick about where you think the other per, other character you're playing with is an AI character, but at the end of the game, like you find out their username and it's an actual person you've been playing with the whole time. Hmm. It's, it is a weird thing, yeah. Sorry. Number 28... The Last of Us Part Two. Part Two should be higher, I think, in my opinion. Fuck that game. All right, thank you, Johnny. Number twenty-seven, <laughs> Street Fighter Two, the OG. Uh, it's 19, cool. Nineteen ninety-one. I don't know why it's this high, but okay. I mean, I'm not feeling this. It list, establishes. Just, just so you know. It establishes the fighting game genre. Pretty we're, much. We're gonna get to the top fifteen. I'm, I'm gonna be pissed. It establishes the fighting game genre. I'm not even a big Street Fighter fan, but like Ryu, Ken, M. Bison, like those are those names mean something. You know what I mean? Like Chun Li. Like this was a game that established combos for fighting games. It's hugely influential. Of course, it belongs in the top twenties for sure. I think. That said, I'm not a big fan of fighting games, but I re- I respect it enough to like. Yeah, I get it. Number twenty six, The Legend of Zelda: A Link to the Past, the only Zelda game I've ever actually beaten. That's really good. I like it. All right. Johnny has nothing to say. <laughs> Number 25, Pokemon Red and Blue. 1996. Jesus. No. I mean, this was the game, Johnny. This is the game that launched the biggest media empire of all time. Officially the biggest media empire. Surpassed Disney, surpassed Hello Kitty. Are you sure it wasn't the show itself? The game came before the show. The show came out, what? but the, game, the concept of the... The idea of the game was first. The show was created to kind of like sub, supplant, supplement the game. They made a whole ass show for the game? Dude, they used to make cartoon shows just to sell toys. Yeah, but the show was way more successful. No, it's not. Like, the games are like, 
Buku's like massive amounts of money. So I'm, I'm talking about that particular game. Oh, not yeah. like the whole every fucking game. Yeah, I mean I don't know what to say about it. It's by far probably one of the most important Nintendo games of all time. No, for sure one of the most important Nintendo games of all time. Probably one of my favorite games of all time. Not as much as Gold and Silver, but it is the one that established the entire franchise. This is like the cornerstone of Pokemon. Do they still have a Pokemon Go on mobile? Yes. Mm. Number 24, Minecraft. Yeah. I Minecraft was one of those games where I only got to it like a few years later, but I get it. I absolutely get it. Minecraft is very technically impressive in terms of what it does. It's a randomly procedurally generated world. And like you can create things, you can destroy things. You can create circuitry within the game using like something called redstone, which is like kind of like a it's like copper. But like you can make like pistons and levers and stuff, make like really someone made an entire video game within Minecraft using redstone and like you can program within Minecraft, which is insane. I also know some of the educational appliances to it because I know there's, a, there's an education version that teaches like science and stuff because I've used it before like while subbing. So Minecraft is uh, one of the most influential games of all time. So it definitely belongs there. Number 23, Bioshock. Oh, man. Uh, I'm waiting for a remake. I don't have much to say. I played it. I thought it was just all right. Actually, I think there's a remake in the works or a sequel. Supposedly there is, yeah. Yeah. Number twenty two, World of Warcraft. Uh no. I've never played World of Warcraft, but I know WoW, as it's commonly abbreviated, is probably one of the most important games of the twenty first century. This is uh one of those massive universes that I wanted to get into. But I think uh I it's fallen off my wish list. Yeah. And I think I've leaned towards like Warhammer. Uh- yeah, I've never played the game, but I know World of Warcraft is intrinsically linked to video game culture. It's like where the Leroy Jenkins meme comes from. There's uh, a lot of stuff in terms of like, there's that movie that came out a few years ago. I don't know if you remember. That it was like hugely popular in Asia. World of Warcraft is like what cemented like multiplayer. It's, it's the template for all MMOs after it. I, I know that for sure, but I've never played it because I'm just not into goblins when and i had a and stuff. when i had a pc back in the day that that was like the thing to play but i never got around to it number 21 halo combat evolved the first halo game uh, i know okay all right wait I, we're, we're talking halo with is the flood in part one or two they're in part one the flood was cool taking your uh what is it called the, the warhog yeah that's dri- right. Driving it up the uh, entire ship. That was great. That was. Amazing. That's like the ending sequence. That's I think. a good set piece right there. Yeah, I first I actually played this game two years ago for the first time. The remastered version. I don't think it's aged very well. No. It plays very poorly, but I understand it was significant and important at the time it came out. So mm-hmm. I'm not a big Halo fan, but I respect I respect the original Halo. I think it's something special. Number twenty, Elden Ring. Right in the trash. Definitely top 20. Definitely top 20. I'm glad it's here. It's right there in that little trash right there. I'll be talking about Elden Ring again later on. I love Elden Ring. It's phenomenal. One of the most like rewarding video games I've ever played in terms of difficulty to challenge to like reward ratio. I think it's phenomenal. I can't say much of I can't I can I can sit here and literally talk about I'm sorry not Halo. I can sit here and talk about Elden Ring like for a full hour but I'm not going to do that but definitely definitely important. Number 19 the original Doom. Nauseating. 
Yeah, I don't know what to say about Doom. I, I remember, like the characters. Doom remember, guy is a badass. I remember playing in our cousin, or their cousin Danny Cassianos, uh, but on PC, I don't remember much more. Number 18, Super Mario 64. Uh, yeah, I spent a lot of time with uh, our cousin Jeremy, jumping into a lot of pictures. <laughs> to a lot of portraits, right? Yeah, a lot of portraits. This was the first game I remember playing. It was fully 3D, where you could just go in any, literally in a 360 direction kind of thing. It was the first game I owned on N64 when I got N64. Uh, very important to me. This was, I don't be, this is kind of silly. This was, I think, the first game I ever tried to, for fun, to write a strategy guide for, like just for fun. I wrote about where all the stars were located. I was like seven or eight years old. And I remember being at my grandma's house, like on line paper, writing about the look. Like I drew a map of each stage and like labeled where all the stars were. And I was, stu- I, I was eight years old, Johnny. I didn't know that strategy guides were a thing yet. And it was like how to find like all 120 stars in the game. And like, cause I found all 120 stars. How many maps did you make? I think I only did 10. There's like 15 stages, but I think I only did 10. And there was like, no, I don't think there was a mini map in the game. I don't remember. I don't think there is. A uh, tangent. Sure. What was your first video game comic or video game comic? Not comic, a book. Video game book? Like strategy guide. I don't want to call it a strategy guide, but like just like like magazine. Yes, yeah, magazine, magazine. Oh. Uh, I I know it's one of the PlayStation ones because it came with the demo disc, but I don't remember I, was that OPM official PlayStation magazine. Okay. Yeah. I don't remember when that was, but yeah. Okay, so you already know about this one. I've already told you. But the first one it, that I had was uh, I was going up to I was going up to space camp. I think it was fifth grade. Yeah. Going to space camp, mm-hmm. and on the way back, I picked up no. On the way over there, I picked up a, ma- a magazine, and it was Soul Reaver. Yeah, I fucking adore that thing, but it got stolen. I remember number seventeen, Final Fantasy Seven. Uh, extremely that, important game that one's weird because i played the first one i really enjoyed it you mean the original Final Fantasy seven right not yes. Final fantasy one no the original seven okay. seven all right it was it was great and then i saw the trailer really content about it except the gameplay wasn't where i wanted it to be yeah it's turn-based yeah Final Fantasy seven is hugely important because rpgs this is what made jrpgs popular in, in the in the west before this, like Final Fantasy games and RPGs were kind of just like a niche thing that people kind of played, but it wasn't like the main thing. Final Fantasy VII was like I think the first one to sell. Was it over a million copies? Like in the phys- like the quickest game to do that, I think, like in the West. I think I forgot exactly. It broke some sales record for its time. It was a double CD too, right? It was a triple CD. Whoa. Triple CD actually, but yeah, Final Fantasy Seven. One of my favorite games. I, I I like six more. Six more. Six is my favorite. But seven is like right up there, dipping on tail. Seven is hugely important for establishing what JRP, JRPGs could be with like the had like the full motion video sequences, like the little cutscenes, like actual like where it would cut to a video, kind of like how Resident Evil does sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like it was like one of the first ones to do that. So very popular. Very uh, popular. The next one comes out this year, right? Sixteen comes out next month. Whoa. That, that one looks amazing. Speaking of 16, number 16, The Elder Scrolls V Skyrim. Nah. Oh, come on, Johnny. Why? Skyrim, Why? one of the greatest, the goats of all time. No, why? 
Because it revolutionized like open world RPGs. Yeah, revolutionized shit for me. They made like the amazing like theme song that was like I forgot I had like a record for like how many people were involved in the recording, like two hundred people doing like the like the main title sequence, the the Dova King, Dova King. The game that just gets recycled over and over. I yeah, it does. I own it on five different systems. Yeah. It's yeah. awesome. I, I could talk more about Skyrim. I'm not going to do that here. I wouldn't do that at some other point. All right. This is a part where I'm going to get irritated. Let's go. All right. Number 15, Red Dead Redemption 2. I can't I can't argue with that. I've never played it because it's a long-ass game. I own, I've own i owned it for three years. I still haven't played it, Johnny, because it's, from what I'm told, it's like a 70-hour game. And for some reason, I can't imagine me playing a, a Western, a, like, Old West game for, like, 70 hours. That sounds insane. I heard it's one of the best. I heard it's one of the ghosts. The combat doesn't look fun. Combat seems fine. It's just I don't the setting. I don't know if I can handle that for seventy hours. But you like the first one, yeah. But the first one's not that long. It's like twenty hours by comparison. Seventy hours. I need to play it. I know it's like I heard it has like a very tragic ending. I haven't. I don't know what it is, but I know it's like one of the best games that people have played. Number fourteen, Super Mario World. Now this one I have very strong memories of it because I remember playing it on Tata's Super Nintendo. Our cousin, your cousin, Tata. He had a Super Nintendo, Super Mario World. Very important. Very. I don't think it's better than Super Mario Bros. Three. I think Super Mario Super Mario Bros. Three is a more important Mario game. But this is the first one. This is the one that the Super Nintendo shipped with. Hmm. Came out in nineteen ninety, the year I was born. Super Mario World. I don't know what I was supposed to say. It's a good game. I don't think it's the best smart side scrolling Mario game, but it's good. It's it's it holds up well. It still holds up well. Number thirteen, The Legend of Zelda: Ocarina of Time. Didn't play it. I still haven't played this game. I have it on 3DS. And why I still... do you not like those other games? They don't click with me. Why? I've talked about this before. I don't know why. They just don't. They seem exactly like what you would want. No. It's got a little Final Fantasy in there. No, it does. it's not it's an RPG, little, though. It's like... A little bit of uh, Mario. I don't know. It's a good question. I don't know why. I don't. I'm going to try Ocarina of Time, though, because I have it on my 3DS, so I should play it. But um, I'm going to give it a fair shake. I'm going to give it a fair try. Number 12, Disco Elysium. Uh, no, I own it. I have not played it. I have it on my PC. I plan on playing it sometime. Number eleven, Resident Evil Four, the original one, two thousand five. Four. Resident Evil Four. Two thousand five. The one you guys had on PS Two, yeah. Well, obviously we played the latest one. Yeah. It was great. Mm-hmm. But I can't say like. I I can't say that I would. Well, I don't know what else was out there at that time. We probably had Metal Gear at that. Right? Yeah, you did. The first three had already come out by that point. This was 2005. Metal Gear Solid 3 came out 2003. Yeah, I, I can't have an opinion because I would have been on Metal Gear. I, like Your I brother say, loves this game. I know your brother loves this game. Like I say all the time, Resident Evil 4 was a gap in my Resident Evil like. You knowledge. did say that during our review. Yeah, I remember. So I guess that's fine. Okay. Number 10. You were asking for it, Johnny. Half-Life 2. 2004 oh yeah gotta get around to this half-life 2 is an amazing game i played it again when i mentioned the orange box earlier with portal yeah. half-life 2 i remember i played it on ps3 uh it's a first person game it's a first person shooter but it's not really a sh- i mean it is a shooter but you use you have this thing called the gravity gun which you use to pull things towards you and you mostly use it for solving puzzles rather than as actually offense so like the gravity gun can pull whatever you want towards you and then you can hurl it 
but you use it sometimes for like puzzles for like moving like shelves out of the way or for like lowering switches to like for you to hit half-life 2 is an exceptional first thing first person game not only is it exceptional it's it does the thing that god of war does where it's one seamless game all the way through like there is no there is no loading screens what it's constantly doing is loading in the background as you go and cuts off you cannot go backwards in the game when you move forward because like the part you were at was just gets sealed off for some reason so it does the kind of thing of like kind of god of war is like one continuous shot that's basically what half-life 2 is like all the cutscenes are experienced in first person view mm-hmm. so that's like one of the most that's one of the big things it's known for uh it's also just a really big it's a very big world i wouldn't say it's open world it's not open world but it's a very vast uh play area in the game like it's linear but like okay like now we got to the beach section and the beach section stretches for like miles and then once you pass the beach section you can't go back to it anymore for some reason it's it's one of the most exceptional games i played um still waiting for half-life 3 that's never gonna happen but okay i have a tangent okay you have a portal gun. You can only shoot two portals. And in those two portals, you can only stick your hand in. So what are those two portals going to go to? I don't I don't know. I this is something I should have I would have to think about waiting in advance. <laughs> I don't uh, know. I, I have I have I have one, the second one I'm not sure. So the first place my portal would be is somewhere where there's like a ton of gold. Okay, I thought you're going to say something sexual for a second. <laughs> like like breast or something or tits i don't right? need a portal for that okay <laughs> go so, like like fort knox or something yeah i don't know if fort knox has any go left but yeah let's go fort knox i can just take my hand in there and just grab a bar and then the second spot i was like is it gonna be food or is it gonna be like what if there's a guy the thing is i don't know <laughs> no 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 oh, okay That's not what I meant. Oh, okay what if there's a dude in there and he and all i gotta do is like make the portal and i open a drawer and he has all the ufo documents he has all the documents that are like ufo why can't you just just open directly into the cabinet actually wouldn't that just be easier well that's what i mean it's like i have to make the portal right in front of his cabinet you can't just do it in the cabinet you can't just go jump straight to the inside or you have to there's room I guess. Okay. Yeah, it, it, let's say a locker, a vault. It, it's probably a big ass vault. If I could do it safely, I think one of them I would want to like reach out to like one of the planets and just grab a handful of whatever the planet is made of, whether it's gas or rocks. Like, what, be though? Because cool. I think that'd be cool. Like, oh, the only person to have like a rock from Pluto or something. That's kind of. But if cool. I get the gold, I can buy a rock from somebody else, anywhere in the world. I don't think anybody has a rock from Pluto, in the world. Oh, from Pluto. Why yeah. Pluto? Cause it's just cool, like hey, like I have a something from the furthest port of our of our solar system. I think that's well, kind of cool. Well, if you're gonna go in space, you might as well send the portal out to Andromeda, and then I could have a connection to it. I don't alien know what city. I don't know what's beyond there. I don't want to mess with that. I don't, you know, I don't want to mess with something that I don't fully understand. Oh, what if shit. I what if I did that and like oh they find a way back in reverse engineer it come back in invade us or something? Well, the thing is the portal is really small, so I can sneak it like right above the planet. And be like, oh look, I, I got the, I can zoom in and get like. Can you see through the portal or no? Yeah. Oh, I thought you had to put your hand in mysteriously. No. If I can see the portal, then I would be like, I want a portal, but I want to be within the atmosphere of the next closest civilization. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. And if I can you just, take it out of and space, I can just yeah. look through there and be like, oh, that's what they have. Yeah. I like the gold idea though. The gold idea is cool too. Could I do that with diamonds? I think diamonds are worth more in terms of like mass. Yeah, but the diamonds are probably hard to pawn off. True. 
Okay. Anyways, tangent over. Number nine, Dark Souls, 2011. No. I've never played this one. Not even not even the PS5 remake that was like a big deal. Oh, that's Demon Souls. Never mind. Yeah, I never played Dark this Souls. This is way too high. I'm gonna I'm inclined to agree with you, but I've never played it, so I can't say for sure. Number eight, Portal Two. Speaking uh, of portals, I didn't play. It. I'll be honest, I never played it. Number seven, Metal Gear Solid, the first one. Yes, definitely belongs here. Although, again, I prefer three, but one is, you know, a high D. Like it, it's esta- again, it establishes what Metal Gear Solid, what Solid Snake is. It establishes. I think this has the best characters. It's what makes Kojima a, I wouldn't say household name, but a gaming household name. It has it's fully voiced. One of the first like PS games to ever have like a fully voiced like. There's no no. Everybody has a voice who speaks. Who's has whoever has a name in the game has a voice. Fully voice acted in a time when PS One games were not having fully voice acted. The most cinematic for the time. Very cinematic. Very very uh, introspective. I think it talks a lot about uh, Cold War politics. It's, it's very convoluted, but the lore is insanely Be- amazing. Game. I don't think it's aged very well. Like, it looks rough by today's standards. Oh, there's no way it's going to age well. But, I mean, it doesn't... It actually still looks good. For a PlayStation game, it looks great. It establishes Liquid Snake, uh, Otacon, uh, freaking Ocelot. Like, it's such a foundational game. It's also one of the ones that made uh, PlayStation, like, the place to play games, I think. Yeah, so, another quick little tangent. I was really upset with them, like, possibly bringing back 3. And I was like, nah, you gotta go to fucking 1. But it makes sense. I'm okay with it. 3 is the earliest in the timeline. That's what I mean. Chronologically, and that allows, it makes sense. And that allows you to shape the things for the other remakes if you want to do so, it. Yeah, so what I think they should do is go to 3, then 1, 2, and then 4. And before 3, maybe they should do a remaster for the very original uh, Metal Gear. Sure. Alright, number 6... Mass Effect 2. That's fine. I knew I knew you wouldn't have any problem with that. No, I'm good with that. I haven't finished two. I finished one. Two, I remember, is just about bringing the team together. Three, think... three is the best one, though. Really? Yeah. That's an unpopular opinion. All right. What? I heard it's a very unpopular opinion because of Who the ending. Who said this? Because of the ending. Yeah, but that's 20 minutes of the game. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I, I haven't finished Mass Effect 2, but I, I remember what I played of it. I enjoyed it. I think I like one a little more just because nah. I like the sh- I like the way your weapons work in one where they just recharge. It's cool, but it doesn't hold up at all. But I, I remember joining two because two is like I felt like a Ocean's Eleven, like we're bringing the team together, like the specialists and stuff. Well, you get that in three too. Okay, well I haven't played three yet. I'm telling you of what I remember. Okay, all right. Number five, The Witcher Three: Wild Hunt. No. Again, another game that I own that I haven't actually played. This is way too high. <laughs> I heard it's really great though. Uh, number four, Bloodborne. Nah. I feel like Elden Ring should be above Bloodborne. And probably yeah, above Dark Souls, course. too. Even all of them. I know Bloodborne is one of the big PS4 games that people love. Uh, I've been I've played Bloodborne. I've played a couple of times with Brian. But I I don't know. I think Elden Ring does way more interesting stuff than Bloodborne does. I, I know you know this. Don't, when I think of uh, Bloodborne, I can only think about the guy going down the ladder with the cone hat uh-huh the tricorn yeah. tricorn hat yeah. yeah yeah number three tetris no really no i think tetris in itself it, it can be in the 20s but not 10 three. Oh, you mean not in the top 10 i mean yeah i think tetris 
Tetris importance comes from outside the game where it was like it was a game that launched with the Game Boy. There's that whole there's that whole Apple Plus show I haven't seen it yet, but about the history of it crossing the Iron Curtain from like the Soviet Union being designed by a Soviet Union uh, scientist. The the story and legacy of Tetris outside of the game is what makes it important. As a game itself, you're just lining up blocks and breaking lines, and I think it's I think it's fun. I think it's great. You know what? I think it's good, but I don't know. I, I I agree with you. I don't think it's a top three. Like you have freaking There's Elden no Ring. Yeah, Metal Gear Solid three and four. I'm ah, I can't believe four. That shit is dumb. Tetris does not belong there. You know what's a better game than Tetris? That's kind of along those lines. Uh, the old school arcade games where you pop the little bubbles. Oh, uh, uh, I know what you're talking about. I can't remember the name. Bubbles something. Double you, trouble, trouble bubbles. You shoot the bubbles and the bubbles bubble? are color coded and you gotta match the colors. Yeah, you to like the you like aim like the cannon thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot what it's called. I think it's bub. No, I forgot the name. There's a ton of variations. Yeah, uh, I know Tetris is important. I just feel it's this feels like a uh, like a token game yes, choice. It's a token, yeah. You know what I mean? It feels like like it has to be somewhere. You know what I mean? Yeah. Number two, Johnny. This doesn't even belong in in the hundred. No, it does for sure belong the hundred. I would put it like in the eighties though. Like if Mario, if the original Super Mario Bros. is in the nineties, like Tetris should be like. If in we're the talking 80s. about importance, yes, but gameplay, no. no. Sure, why not? All right, number two, Johnny. Number two, The Last of Us, the first one. Number two. Yeah, I think The Last of Us, especially the first one, is probably. I, I'm gonna absolutely hate number one, but you don't know yet. What do you think about that? Last of Us, the first one, two thousand. 13? Sure, top yeah. five. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely my top five. I, I th- at one point, it was my favorite game of all time at one point. Uh, d- still my top five for sure. I mean, the story of Joel and Ellie and that tragic decision at the end and Sarah and like, all the amazing... I mean, it's still fresh in my head because of the HBO show. But yeah, for sure, Last of Us deserves top five. I'm glad it's here at number two. For t- fantastic game. And, and Joe, if you're still listening, you need to finish that game. All right. Number one. Dino Crisis. Imagine no. Number one, The Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild. No, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> no. I don't. I've never played it, so I can't say whether it belongs in here or not. But I know it's by far the most popular, one of the most popular Switch games of all time. Um, yeah, it's it it is what it is. I feel I feel I have that FOMO because I don't have that connection to Legend of Zelda, like we talked about earlier. But yeah, it's on the list, so there it is. All right, Johnny, we got through GQ's top 100 games of all time. Let's move on to what have you been playing? It's a revolving door. It's a Nintendo employee going to GQ, and then they go back and forth. Anyways, <laughs> you go first. Uh, so I'm still playing Final Fantasy V Pixel Remaster. Uh, I'm about halfway through the game. I'm trying to get the platinum, and that's why it's, I'm so slow to finish the game. Because to get the platinum, you have to like see every monster, every enemy. You have to get every treasure chest. You have to collect every bit of like blue magic. You have to um, you have to do a lot. You have to visit every location. So I'm go and because because you can't go back. There's like two points in the game where there's no point of return because location because the world the locations in the world change. So, like, if you miss a treasure chest in the first world, like, you can't never go back and get it. So, you missed out. So, I'm going... I'm very, very slowly going through the game. I'm about halfway through, though. 
And like I got, I'm starting to get like the trophies for like oh, collect fifty percent of the treasure, uh-huh. collect fifty percent of the magic. So I'm about, I'm about halfway through the story, but also about halfway through like the trophies for the like full completion. I'm gonna be so pissed if I get to the end of the game and it's like oh, you missed one enemy or something, because then I can't, I can't go back. Like I'm gonna be so pissed. So I'm, I'm, I'm using a like full like collections guide to make sure I don't miss anything, because this is not a game where you can just. Pop- jump back in like oh let me get that one thing i missed like no like you that's i was like 30 hours ago so i'm going i'm I'm still enjoying my time with the game i'm playing the game way more efficiently than i've ever played it before because i'm collecting all the collectibles and like a lot of those do boost your stats and stuff so i'm like super overpowered but like i haven't played this game in probably like 15 years so like some of the story beats are like oh yeah like i forgot that happens or like oh yeah that's character like dies and like oh yeah so um, I'm about halfway through the game, so I'm enjoying that. And then I'm gonna move on to Final Fantasy 2 until you know I'm only playing these until we get to like Final Fantasy 16, Street Fighter 6 next month, uh, maybe Diablo 4. I'm not sure, but I'm just playing that in the meantime. I also started playing. I think I told you this before. Uh, The Sims 4. We were t- remember we were talking about The Sims. I said, oh, that's gonna come up later again. The Sims 4. They did way too much with this game. Where like the HUD is very cluttered. There's, like, all these extra things they added to the game compared to, like, the first two games, which I really like. I really like Sims 2. But Sims 4 is so convoluted. There's, like, so much stuff going on. And it doesn't handle well on PS4. Like, I get a lot of, uh, like, uh, frame drops for some reason. And also, the controls are not intuitive. I feel like this is the kind of... This is the kind of game that you plays better on PC where you can use a mouse to go around and click on stuff because you don't have direct you can't like walk. You have to point, you have to go and click on the spot you want your sim to walk to. You know what I'm saying? So it's not like you're controlling your sim directly, you're kind of just telling them where to go and to do stuff. And I don't enjoy it that way. In The Sims 2, you get direct control over your character to move around and stuff. I, at least that's how I remember it. And I don't know, I wanted to like it. I don't know if I'm going to finish it cuz I know there is like a I'm playing like the quote-unquote campaign where like you want your sim your sim character has like life aspirations they want to complete by the end of the game but i i think i might just quit it and pick it up on pc and try it there i'm not really enjoying it as much as i was hoping i would i I have like that sims itch but i don't like the interface i don't like how it handles i don't like how it dips in quality i hear a lot of people hit on sims i like sims in theory Yes. In execution, yeah. mm, it has hiccups. So yeah, I don't think I'm gonna finish that game. And then I started playing. <laughs> I started playing Elden Ring again. Uh, I started a new file. I wanted to do like a different character build, or like the first one I did like a fast ninja samurai kind of thing, like built upon like making my enemies bleed to death. Now I'm doing like a heavy, like a like a heavy like soldier with like a big ass sword, and like I'm slower. But, like, everything's, like, much more methodical. Like, I have to, like, plan my attacks because it's such a long charge for, like, time for my sword swing. So, I'm playing it as, like, a heavy compared to, like, the first time I played it as, like, a very fast, nimble, speedy character. So, uh, again, I'm I'm finding things that I missed the first time I played the game. It's, like, I found, like, a new dungeon that I didn't know was there before. Uh, Yeah, so I'm enjoying my time with Elder Ring again. Again, I'm probably going to drop it off once we get to next month where, like, the big heavy hitters come out. But yeah, so those are uh, those are the three games I've been playing. Okay. All right. So, 
what I've played is I'm still on Mortal Kombat. I really haven't progressed. Mortal Kombat. It's just story stuff. The combat is still very difficult. Hey, combat with a K, Johnny. Everything's with a K, right? Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that so weird? Like you'll like. No, I don't, I don't enjoy it. Cause... Going through the, I remember which one I played, but like going through the menu and everywhere that there was a C, there was a K instead. Like wherever a C should have been, like continues with a K. Um, combo was with a K. Like, yeah, it keeps you immersed. I like. I, I find that so funny that they've committed to the K bit. But yeah, go ahead. Um. Yeah, the the character. I wish there was some type of character creation. Like all the skins are great. They're still very impressive. Like all the variation in it. Um, that's that's not a game where I would jump online. I would just get obliterated, dude. It's it's so difficult for sure. Um. So aside from that, I try to meet your maker, and this is a game that's currently on PlayStation Plus. Oh, that's right. I forgot that's when, that's available. Yeah, I forgot it's available. When the trailer first came out, I was like, I was super excited. Even though it was a first person game, I was like, oh shit. But it's also like isometric, where like you can be on the other side building the dungeon stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's not is that in first, that's not in first person, right? You have to have no, like look at it's the whole. first person. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um. So, I'm I'm content with it because this is one of the few first person games where I don't get nauseous. That's slow. Yeah, it's slow. You could you could pause whenever you want. Um, like, you can stop and take your time and like orient yourself again. Sure. And uh, a game that I had a difficult time playing was a uh, Resident Evil Eight. Of course, it's first eight, uh, first person, mm-hmm. but it's still a steadier game. It's not like a Call of Duty or Apex Legends. That's why I had to quit Apex Legends. Mm-hmm. But this is dope, dude. Um, so when I saw the trailer, I thought. Maybe there was going to be a third-person aspect to it, but there isn't, fortunately. So, what I actually think about the game, it feels kind of doomish. You go in uh, different raids, of course, because everybody else is building their own dungeon. Right. As far as the dungeon goes, uh, well, the gameplay. The gameplay, it's a little bit slow, unless you're going to make, like, a rushing type of move, right? Because sometimes you see traps, and I'm like, I have enough time to get from here to there, and shoot this, and slash this, and kill this guy, and then I can go into that little corner, and, like, process what just happened, and, like, figure out my next move, right? So, the dungeons, I wouldn't say are the most fun part of it. It's actually the building. But we'll get to to that part. Well, actually, it's all kind of the same thing. Uh, (laughs) Because the, the... the enemies that you meet up, that you meet in the dungeons, are obviously the ones that you could put in your own in your own spot. Mm-hmm. So, uh, story, it doesn't have a whole lot. When you first jump into the game, you get into like this little. Uh, imagine you're in the spaceship of the Matrix, the uh, I think it's the Nebuchadnezzar. So, oh, I know that name. So it's a it's a very confined space, but in the space, you have like these. Um, I think. It's like these five people, and they're it's all dystopian, right? Like everybody's fucked up, like they're they're breathing through gas mask or like these like laser eye type of things. Like, like they're all fucked up. It feels like uh, Alien, that type of artwork. Yeah, and they're they're your help, and that's how you upgrade everything. So you got you got this uh, girl working for uh, developing traps, another one developing your suit, mm-hmm. another one your weapons, another one developing. Uh, the enemy types. Okay, so it's like the hub area, like in some games, where like here's like where you come to upgrade all your stuff and yeah. Okay, so it's the war room pretty much. Yeah, 
And then on the side, you have this thing, this chimera. I don't know what's going on with the chimera, but she talks to you. And every time you go on a raid, or every once in a while, you come back with enough XP, and you have to, like, load up this thing. And you're injecting the chimera with, like, I guess, certain chemicals. And it's essentially evolving her or something. Okay. Because she wants, she's in, a, like, a vessel, and she wants to get out. So I don't know if that's going to develop much further, but that's what's going on so far as, as the story goes. Um, characters, you don't know too much about your character, right? I don't even know the name. You're just a... Nameless employee. Yeah. <laughs> uh, CG looks okay. Textures look all right. Uh, raids, like I said, are, are... They're okay. They're they're Maybe because I'm just at the very beginning. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I get to see how everybody's like super creative because they can put like traps behind you uh yeah the the um, the traps themselves they got like you have a big ass orb that just shoots little orbs at you and then you can modify those things so you can once they shoot it, so, it, it like spreads a gas or you have spikes that shoot at you you have uh, pistons that smash you is there like you pits? got flamethrowers like pits you can fall in or no anything like that yeah there's a, a there's like spikes right that come out of the walls classic and you can put them on the ground ceiling anywhere and all these traps, there's maybe like six of them. Each of them have like maybe four upgrades. Ooh, okay. So you can make the pistons like, you can lay them on the ground. And you know, you can time it like, okay, I can get through this piston. Have you found any like, la- any like mazes or whatever, or like levels where like, oh, like this was really well designed or like levels where you're like, oh, like that was ingenious the way they set that up where like I didn't expect that thing to happen kind of thing. Well, once you complete a raid, you get to kind of grade the level so the level would be artistic brutal uh fun and i forgot the other one there's there's four options and yeah some of the places you go into them and they're like they're like basic raids where you can go into a a place and just do your thing and then there's special raids where where they scatter the points across because you collect your points to upgrade like your suit or your your like weapons. Ob- like obstacle course. So every time you raid something, you collect materials and XP, right? Okay. And then you upgrade to that. And then same thing with the Chimera, you upgrade her. What are your what are your incentives to make like a really good like raid or level? Oh, I'm I made one. Uh like why would you not just make like the easiest thing for people to get materials, you know what I'm saying? Like what are the Do you get rewarded because when they fail? Yeah, or? if they fail, you collect uh, this thing called uh, like this fluid. So when you go into the raid, you have to collect this red fluid, this vessel thing. Okay. And you like you you get a map. You says okay, I want to pick up this map. And then once you get more XP or whatever, you can you can do a different uh, a different level. So can you passively just make these levels and they just passively do so? Like if I, let's say you make a raid or a level and then you log out come back like a few days later like do you just have like all this stuff sitting for you from the people who have failed since then yeah. oh that's cool yeah and then and then once you go back into your level to redesign it you go in there and they have like this little a- icon and it shows you exactly how they died that's cool that's pretty neat oh the souls games do that too they show you like when someone like if someone died in the same area you were they'll show you like exactly how they died before you got there yeah so it'll show you the location and then it'll show you exactly the method in which they died so that's it could have cool. been a it could have been like one of the guys shooting at you it that's cool because then for research purposes you're like oh that seems to work let me do more of that thing yeah exactly that's cool um 
It's uh, it's pretty neat. That's uh, I might have to try it then because I have access. I have access to it too. I should probably give it a try. Yeah, though. and and the developer, it's super simple because you do a few raids. Maybe you do about I don't remember like eight or ten of them until you can start to build. You know, after you do the raids, you're like, oh, this is how people design stuff. So you, in your head, you're like, this is how I'm gonna switch it up. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of I guess like uh, like Minecraft because it's just a bunch of blocks. Okay. So you put the blocks, and then you just slap on a trap on it. So that's kind of where the uh, downside of the game comes in, because this game is uh, a dystopian type of game, and everything kind of feels the same. Hmm. Like, okay. Uh, you have like stickers that you can post on on stuff, but there's no like there's no plot of land where it's like, or maybe I'm not far enough, but I don't I don't think so. There's no place where it's like, oh, this place is next to the river. And you got to deal with water. This was next to the jungle. Mm-hmm. This one is in the city environment. I don't see any of that. Everything is pretty much in the desert. And so you feel like it's very uninspired to just be like, oh, another desert, oh, another desert location. Yeah, there's variation with the walls. Like you could put stone blocks or metal blocks or glass blocks, but it still that feels... definitely sounds like Minecraft because you have just block types like that. Yeah, but it still feels like the themes aren't aren't there, but. Yeah. It still has a fun factor. I actually have more fun building the the traps than doing them. Than actually doing running. Them. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, it's, it scratches like your like kind of like your RTS itch right away. Exactly. Yeah. Kind of like a tower defense kind of game thing, sort of. Right? Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Okay. Uh, so I am content with this game. I hope they continue to support it because it does have a ton of potential. I just need different environments yeah. and keep like keep giving me traps, different new type of traps, mm-hmm. new to enemy types, new weaponry, etc. Just keep expanding on everything that they have. I'm glad you're enjoying it. This definitely sounds like a Johnny ass kind of game. Just because I know you like RTS and managing and stuff like that, where like you're like you know command and conquer and like stuff like that. So uh, I'm probably gonna try it. I don't know. I I, I might be the opposite. I think I'll probably have more fun doing the raids and building them i'm i don't uh, like in minecraft and stuff i like building stuff but like that can't be the full thing for me it has to i think running the raids sounds appealing to me yeah eventually if you do get on it and you do some of the raids you can eventually just find my tag and then just do mine oh i might, I might do that I might it's do. you probably want to get to it sooner than later because right now i think it's fairly easy to oh. raid my camp <laughs> you're not up the difficulty huh you're not up the difficulty on us before i get there <laughs> Yeah, because eventually I'll get more XP, and then I'm just going to throw in more you're gonna traps. La- you're going to lap us. You're going to lap me. But it's... Okay, I actually didn't tell you what the... Uh, just a little bit more. I didn't tell you what it looks like. You... There's a big-ass entrance for my camp, and then I got pistons, I got flamethrowers, and as you pass that, there's, like, this large elevation. It's like a big old slide. Yeah. So you go up to it, and there's there aren't that many traps. There's, like... On the ceiling, there's bombs, and as they fall, they come down through the slope. Mm-hmm. And then you walk a little bit further, you walk through a tunnel, and then you actually pick up the vessel that you need. But once you pick up the vessel... A big boulder comes. Well, that's that's the thing, though. The game gives you an option to hide all the other traps until after you pick up the gen mat. It's called gen mat. Mm. So once you pick up the gen mat, all these other traps activate. And I personally like that feeling of... 
when when levels do this because there's some levels where you go in and you find traps everywhere and you're like okay it feels very tedious you're like okay yeah, trap there trap no- here. yeah make notes okay you make notes you try to memorize everything and then you get to the gen mat i tend to like levels which is a, the type of level that i design where i go in and everything feels cool and you're like oh one trap here one trap there not too many you get to the gem mat and then all of a sudden it's like a different level now. yeah the the feeling it gives you is is once you destroy all the traps and you get to the gen mat you're like okay i'm penetrating i'm taking over this bitch this motherfucker is like mine right but interesting choice of words but yes <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know what your brain is, but your mind. I just is. heard penetrating and like, oh, okay. And you're like, this bitch is mine. I'm like, oh, okay. okay. <laughs> so the other feeling you get on the flip side is once you get the gem ad and everything activates, you're like, I'm a fucking prisoner in here. Like, I should have never came in here. Mm. And that's the type of level I have because once you get my gen mat, the place where the slope is, mm. there's a bunch of spikes on the ground. So all you can really you slide do, into <laughs> you, you all you can do is there's no sliding, but all you can do is like run down and it's in a zigzag and behind you there's bombs and if you you stand on the platform too long the spikes will activate and kill you and all you can do is just run out of my fucking base. Oh, okay, so it's like a like a movie scene with explosions and it's, like just it's the run. Okay, yeah. that's cool. I like, that sounds like a fun that sounds like a fun idea. I like that. All right, all right. So that's what I've been playing. Is that it? Yeah. All right. Uh, I got nothing else, which is perfectly fine because it's kind of late anyway. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you have made it this far. Oh, well, first of all, Johnny, do you have anything else you want to say or are you good? Uh, so, yeah. Uh, uh, Meet Your Makers on PlayStation Plus right now. If I'm going to give it a grade, I'll probably give it. Is this one of the free monthly games? Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought it was part of like the catalog. That's even better because that means you always have access to it. That's dope. Yeah. Uh, if I'm going to grade it. I'll give it like a very high C, maybe a B minus. What else came out this month for the monthly? I don't know, but the next month is looking super crazy. Like in a good way? There's like a, a lot of Tomb Raider, Definitive Edition, the new Tomb Raider. Um, oh, they came out three or four years ago. Okay. Bad. Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Uh, I already played that one. Okay. But there's more stuff that actually you and I haven't played. Okay. It's, it's stacked. I want this to be the summer where I finally play Death Stranding. I don't know if it's going to be next month. No, probably not next month. But my, let's see. The taste of, it's 13th. How long is Death Stranding? It's not too long. Could I feasibly play by the start of June? This is the 13th of May. What do you mean start playing it? Like, can I, no, can I finish the game between now and the, end of, and the start of June? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Okay, I might just do that then. Yeah, I forgot I got to give you my credentials to log in. I have Destrani. Huh. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I have it. So that's, not, that's not an issue. Yeah, but it's not on PlayStation. Don't you want the trophies on PlayStation? Destrani? No, I have Destrani on PlayStation. Oh. I got it digitally. It was on sale at some point. Oh. Yeah. You got the full thing? Yeah. Oh. Well, the PS5 version is what I mean. I don't know if it has everything or not. I think it does. Oh, it's, okay. it's weird how they sold it. Oh, okay. All right, so ladies and gentlemen, again, thank you for your listenership. If you've made it this far, we appreciate it as always. Uh, don't forget, you can also reach out to us uh, to be featured on our show uh, in the sense of leaving a comment, suggestion, question, 
statement, anything you want to address to us at DualSense Podcast at Yahoo.com. Again, that's DualSense Podcast, one word, at Yahoo.com. Uh, you can also reach us at our Twitter, DualSenseP, if you would like to. Again, DualSenseP on Twitter. Uh, that's going to be it for us tonight. I think this is episode 92? Is it 2? I think it's 92. I, I need to keep track. But um, yeah, we have fun stuff planned for episode 100. Uh, some other stuff. I think I want to talk to you about Johnny right after we finish here. So uh, as always, you can hopefully reach us or listen to check in with us next week. Um Nothing big comes out in the next week, right? All the stuff right now is just about Tears of the Kingdom at this point. You still have Final Fantasy. That's not till next month, though. Yeah. Next That's only like two weeks from now. Yeah. Well, like three weeks, I think, actually, if I did the math right. No, you're right, like two weeks. So, All right, guys. So we'll check in with you next week, and peace. Peace.